A little old lady was mutilated late last night. Oh boy, I need some. I'm out of practice, Robbie. It's been it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, you need to have. I think you need a little bit more of a sip of courage over here. No, Dutch courage. Or? Dutch courage. Yep. My all my courage is Dutch. I'm Stephen. I'm Chris. I'm Stargate Pioneer. And I'm the French Canadian Sensation. And we're the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a podcast member of the GunnaGeek Network. Just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready. Because geekiness begins in... Three, two, one. Let's geek! Kids, they're growing up, AC, aren't they? They're. Uh, You're already talking like she's a teenager. They're growing up so fast. You know, one day they're in diapers, and the next day they're driving your car. <laughs> like the other day when my daughter drove my car. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they were going to learn at some point. I've got real bad news for my daughter about car driving, though. <laughs> yeah. Father, under things that ain't going to fucking happen. <laughs> look, man. In today's I, look, progressive society, with you know all our. Modern ideals, silicon chips, and the such. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying. Look, I'll take her to a big empty field, uh-huh. and she can drive to her heart's content. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take someone who's blind onto the road. Yeah. And if I do, it'll. I will blast yakety sacks out of the speakers. <laughs> That's the only appropriate music for that occasion. And to be fair, she's my daughter, so she might actually do that herself one day. Just have a CD of it ready to go in your, in your car. <laughs> because we're old, AC, and we have CDs in our car. I do you have, do you have CD CDs in your car? I Do you actually have CDs in your car? You know what? I do. Mm. Uh, I actually have one that's always in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that this is in my car, the car that I take to work, the little Honda uh, 2007 Honda Civic that I own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have aqua in there nice. <laughs> like kind of permanently greatest hits or the well, first album just the or? first album yeah. which is more or less their greatest hits <laughs> it's minus, the same thing it's pretty much the same thing minus cartoon heroes <laughs> which wasn't that much of a hit but yeah it, no it's you know i like like the overwhelming majority of the tracks on it and it's pretty upbeat and peppy and gets you going in the morning well nothing gets me going in the morning baby <laughs> on the way to work on the way, you know, I mean, it makes me feel slightly less depressed, I suppose, but... Dr. Jones just bumping, just turning heads at the, at the traffic lights, you know. <laughs> I should, I should, now that it's summer, I should open my windows and blast, blast like, uh, Barbie Girl. Yeah. And just look at the, you know, the inevitable, like, muscle-building man next to me and just, like, give him the thumbs up. Yeah, those muscle-building men. They don't like... They don't like Aqua. Those gaim-going guys? I don't know. They're just, gaim? They're threatened by Aqua. It threatens their sexuality. And their masculinity. And and, and also there he is with mm, trauma. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty traumatic music. Do you... You... Have a CD player in your car. Please tell me you have a cassette deck. I d- Please yes. tell I'm, me it let, is an actual... Let me fulfill your very dreams, AC. Oh, I'm so kind now, of I jealous have, and not. I have a tape deck in my car. Oh, baby. And I have a I have a glove box full of tapes that, I, that I inherited from my uncle. Yep. Have who, you played who inherited them? them from my dad. Oh, so, no. So it's a lot of like, hey, hey, do you like, do you like the uh, late 70s, early 80s rock and roll star Jackson Brown? Because there's a whole lot of that on there. Ooh. Well, how about Dire Straits, AC? <sighs> Look. Do you like dad music is what I'm saying? 
Look, I am going to say that Dire Straits had their time. Yeah, they did. They had their time. They had yep. their place. Mm-hmm. That is not 2018. <laughs> this is someone who likes Aqua. Uh, uh, I have a stop you there, I see. Uh-huh. 2019. Oh, that's right. This is a new year, it which means it's a new-, new podcast. Everything's different. We're throwing the whole... Everything that you know about this podcast, we're throwing it in a bin. We set that bin on fire, and then we chucked that bin into Lake Tuggeranong. Okay, this is actually kind of a relief for me because this is our our first podcast back after uh-huh. about six, maybe even seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how to do this. No, so that's probably I. good that we've thrown out the rule book and we're starting again. Mm-hmm. We actually haven't. We're going to stick to the same old format. It's going to be the same old thing again and again. Even though we said last year we might review everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was gone overseas for five weeks. Yeah. I did not think about the podcast more than once. Yeah. Occasionally I thought about it, but it was only in the context of like, hmm, AC's not texting me much. And then I would go online and just check and I'd be like, yeah, no, he hasn't texted me. No, I haven't. I'd, and I'd be like, all right. Because usually we, we don't miss a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, okay. Since we're bi-weekly, we don't miss, mm-hmm. we don't miss, you know, our fortnightly podcast. Even when I've been away, we've front-loaded it, recorded when I was overseas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've kind of worked out a schedule that's been... Fairly consistent. I'm not going to say 100% because, you know, you've been sick, I've been sick uh, very occasionally, uh, mm-hmm. enough that um, warranted the um, the absence of a podcast for maybe a week yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like, we're pretty consistent. Like, we're very consistent. Yeah. And this was the first time for ages that we just... Uh, I mean, at at the fir- at the start, I was kind of planning to maybe do something or do my own podcast or mm. something, mm. Uh, and it was a combination of being really, really busy over in Japan. I was super busy over there, uh, and also a combination of I think I actually really needed a break. Yeah, I think I did too. <laughs> because know. we've been doing this very, as we said, very consistently for two years. Mm. That is. Uh, you know, front loading and like recording overseas, as I said, you know, and the occasional maybe missed week, but very rarely any more than like three weeks without a podcast. So, mm. yeah, this time we decided to actually give ourselves a break rather than, you know, front load a bunch of episodes that we could trickle out over the over the Christmas holidays, which so. was probably good because we did a Christmas special, which mm-hmm. was good. Yes. And I quite liked it. Yeah. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> That's how much I was not into the podcast is that I saw you tweet it out and I went, oh, yeah. that's probably worth a listen. Mm. And I retweeted it <clears throat> and subsequently forgot to do anything about it. <laughs> I think, I just think I really needed a break this time. Well, I put from it out on everything. Christmas Eve, which is like, usually people are pretty busy. Yeah. I, I sort of felt a bit silly putting it out on, on, on that day because in, on, on reflection, mm. not a lot of people are going to be like making space in their Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to listen to an hour of, or actually in fact, two hours of, two us, hours. of yeah. us rambling on about bullcrap. So. Yeah. Um, I expect people probably listened to that after Christmas had, had passed. I'd say so, but that's fine. You know, it, it was a holiday special. That's right. That's right. Um, did it's we not even, just about Christmas. I can't even remember what game we reviewed. We reviewed Bible games, AC. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's why I erased my memory with whiskey. That's right. <laughs> Get me the whiskey gun. <laughs> I thought it was a really good one. I, you know, having having not just one bad game to review, but several kind of gave us more fodder i think more comedy fodder it was there was a comedic element to that i think i was trying really hard not to be like super offensive to christians only like slightly offensive I to think christians we managed to, look i listened back to it and i thought it was fine okay that's fine so, as usual whenever i record an episode with you I, I leave thinking that i've committed some kind of heinous act <laughs> and to then, be fair to be absolutely fair sometimes you have yeah yeah, there are, there are some things that have really skirted the line on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's it's right. been pretty good. There's a few episodes that come, come immediately to mind, but um, <laughs> complaining about Red Dead not being racist enough might be one of them. <laughs> wasn't, um, wasn't that the Christmas episode? Yeah, look, I'm, 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 
oversimplifying my message, my nuanced message. <laughs> very, very nuanced. Um, yeah, look, it's it's been good, I think, having a break. And I, I've been looking forward to recording tonight. Although I have to say to you, AC. Yep. Um, in a stunning, in a stunning twist. You haven't played any Very games, different to my usual my usual thing. You've you've played nothing over I've the played, entire played, five weeks. You've played nothing. I've played nothing. I've been so focused on getting my website launched that I've really just almost. I think I've allowed myself time to play games. Really, to be honest, I've yeah. just always felt like, oh, I really should be, you know, proofreading everything for the fiftieth time mm. instead of instead of playing games. So, I've been focused on that. Uh, but now that that's done, the website went up yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you. Now it's that- uh, full of male porn. That's right. It's my male porn website. Uh, what's there is there. Yeah. That's, that's what right. that's what's there is there.com.au. Yep. Yep. .org. It's just me. .gasm. It's just a whole lot of photos of me. <laughs> that's all right. I can't believe you're charging for it, though. Like, you no. give those away for free on Twitter, it's- like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, look, man, there you go. A man's got to eat. Which makes no sense because you give them away for free. Well, now I've decided not to anymore. So, I've stopped doing that. It's called, it's called business sex. Supply and demand. Well, I, mean, I take you, away the supply and then the demand skyrockets. Um, if you've already given all of your supply away for free, I'm not sure what the demand's going to be. Well, there's a few areas of my body that haven't been, <laughs> I mean, exposed yet. Um, should, I, should I get the colonoscopy camera? <laughs> Look, that's one of them. I was going to say my inner arches, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, it has been a while. My English is terrible. It's almost yeah. as bad as my Japanese, actually. You've been speaking a different language for the last three months. Not three months. One month. One and month. I haven't been speaking that language very well either. Yes, Finnish. You're not very good at it. <laughs> Just, it is I'm an unusual language. Japan, you know? Speaking Finnish. It's, it's not I don't part even... of the Indo-European family of languages. It's very difficult to pick up. <sighs> like, I'm going to be honest. I was about to imitate a Finnish person. I have no idea what a Finnish person no, sounds like. I don't know what they sound like. <laughs> you know what I would have done? The and I think you would have been, yes, thank you. Because Yes, we both would have done, done the Swedish, the Swedish chef. chef. And you would have two listeners. Don't act like you wouldn't have. Even if you were Finnish, you'd probably do the Swedish <laughs> chef. Just to insult, just to insult Sweden. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you... I'm so glad that you and I understand each other on this level, AC. <laughs> you know what? I'm not so happy about it. <laughs> this is Stream of Nonsense. This is Game Life Balance Australia. This mm-hmm. is episode 75. 75 is three quarters of a century. We are getting close to episode 100, mm-hmm. which um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's going to be here by the end of the year because of our... We're busy people and it's odd because mm. we shouldn't be busy people, but we really are. Yeah, look, I'd love I'd love to end this year or at least start early next year. On next episode, year, that sounds weird. 2020. 2020. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a real year yet. Mm. Um, but yes, I think we'll we'll land somewhere around there. The holiday period. Yeah, I think, I th- I think if we keep doing this consistently mm-hmm. and just get sick of looking at each other's faces across the table. Just keep up the high standard. <laughs> that you've then laughed at that. You can't, you come to expect. No, you, you're the one who edits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is yes, edit. Yes. Actually, you know what? Last week I actually last last week last episode the Christmas one I did actually go to town on the editing on that one. You did. And there, I actually there was some dis- good production stuff. In I there. discovered some things. Mm-hmm. I tweaked. I tweaked some levels. I pushed some buttons. And I think that the sound quality is a little bit better now. That's good. A little bit better. Do you remember the settings? Yes. Awesome. I do. And I I don't know that what I've basically done is just compressed it better. So that it's probably it probably sounds a bit over compressed now. 
write in if you think it sounds overcompressed. But but I think that the end result is that there's going to be less situations where I'm mumbling and quiet and you can't hear what I'm saying. That's good. Um, and less situations where you're like very loud. So it'll kind of mid- middle out. Because we have to pay for the bandwidth, like for the download bandwidth. So mm-hmm. we try and compress it to a standard where mm. we can get more episodes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also, you know, and people can download it quicker because you don't want to download like a 300 meg file. Some people talking. put out really big podcasts. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I do. Like you try and download it and it's like, I'm sorry, you have to go home and use your your Wi-Fi because it's too big for 4G and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Why, does Why would you do that? Why would you like... If you're putting out these high quality podcasts. This isn't high quality though, so... I know. No, it definitely ain't. This isn't HD. This is... this. I'm happy with standard definition. This is, this, we are standard definition. This, I would say substandard. <laughs> No, we're fine. Look, you know, I, I, I think that the, the audio quality of the show is passable. I think it is. I am, I don't think it's bad we've got at this, all. We've got the, the new mic now. I've got the Yeti. We do. So that's like what I commonly understand. A lot of people say that's kind of like your minimum level of quality for, for audio for a podcast. The only thing is uh, it picks up a lot of background noise. And yes. my fridge is kind of, I'm not going to say on the fritz, but it started making sounds that are kind of akin to a a TARDIS taking off sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally you just hear this little... Uh, 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 <laughs> like, did you like trap an, a baby in there and like somehow grow that baby into an old man and that old man is making baby sounds? Because that's what my fridge sounds like. That and a TARDIS. A baby that grew into an old man. <laughs> in but never, in my fridge. But never left the fridge. But never so left all, the, it, all it knows of the world is that fridge. Is, is sadness and crying. Yeah. It which yeah. is kind of... It's never seen in- the sun. It's never seen a tree. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> look, look, if you live in fucking Australia at the moment, you know how fucking overrated the sun is? Yeah, the sun sucks. <laughs> it's 40 degrees last week. It really is not. It's like 100 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't even know what that is. I think that's over 100 in, in, in American degrees. American degrees. Stupid degrees is what I call it. <laughs> Yeah. Who else uses the Fahrenheit? Does it, is it just America? Like, it's maybe one South American country, like Chile, maybe. Or, yeah. I yeah. don't know. One of those doofuses. Yeah. Paraguay, no doubt. Probably. <laughs> those guys. Looking at their track record of <laughs> records I have no idea about. <laughs> to make up some records of Paraguay. <laughs> is that still a country? Sure. It's the world's flattest country. That sounds, like, plausible, right? That's, that's us. I'm pretty sure we're the world's flattest country. Actually, it might be Mongolia. Huh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Australia is pretty flat other than the Great Dividing Range. Mm-hmm. And there's like a big red rock in the middle and that's about it. Yeah, that ruins it. We've got to flatten that rock. <laughs> Smooth it out. Oh, God. Like a nice... This sounds like it's part of your right-wing agenda again. <laughs> nice I don't know surface. why. And then nuclear tests. <laughs> We've done that. We've already done that. <laughs> More nuclear tests. You know, you know, you know what we discovered from those nuclear tests. What? Those tests discovered that people died from radiation poisoning. Ah, uh, great. Yep. Okay. Yep. Are you sure about that? We should do more tests just to make sure. <laughs> Look, we can. But that's how my grandfather died. So yeah, I just need, I need to be certain. <laughs> I'm a man we, of science, AC, as you know. Should, should we reanimate him and like give him, give him horrible cancer again? God, I hope my dad never listens to this. <laughs> Reanimate your father. My Don't, grandfather. With your grandfather. Okay, your grandfather. That's all right. Because your father's already animated. Enough, <laughs> well. Enough. Yeah. Animated is one word to use to describe my dad. <laughs> He's a bit of a cartoon character. <laughs> Every fifth episode, we throw the rule book out the window and we just do a stream of nonsense where we just talk whatever we feel like. Mm-hmm. And we do that for an hour or two hours, depending. Um, we were very fortunate 
in that this was our first episode back after a break, so we didn't really have to plan anything. No, it's excellent for us. In fact, you might say that it would be great if all episodes were like this, but... We, we put a stop to that pretty quickly. Yeah, my proposal was not met with much warmth by Look, the Look, com- we don't have a lot of fans, but the fans out there decided that, yeah. like, us, like, just rambling into a microphone, like, without <laughs> any format, like, for 100 episodes, not a good idea. That being said, <clears throat> we already have a plan for our next episode. Yeah, and we pretty much played it today, and we'll we'll uh, probably not talk about it too much. Hmm. Um, it is a Famicom of the mini and golden variety. Oh baby, full of Shonen Jump games. Yeah, I never heard of the Shonen Jump. It's a it's a manga magazine from Japan, and they had a lot of games on the Famicom, like hmm. inspired by their characters, okay. and they were not of a decent standard is the nicest way I can possibly put that. But we'll we'll do a system review of that next time. So yeah, hold on to your butts for that. Yeah, we've got some funny things to say about that system actually, hey. and what we're going to do to it afterwards because I ain't keeping those games on there. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you like games for boys, and by boys I mean nerdy boys from the eighties, then which was all boys from the eighties. Yeah, I mean look. I expected this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting into spoiler territory here, but I expected something a bit different from this golden Famicom maze. This golden Famicom. It, it looks good. It does look nice. I will say the best thing about it. It's a cute thing. It is very cute. It's, it's small and mm-hmm. it's golden. Yeah. And I really want to say more, but we sh- we'll leave it for next week. So mm-hmm. you have a daughter. I do. And you haven't been playing video games. No, I, I certainly haven't, AC. So what's your daughter been up to? What oh, what, what, what fantastic shenanigans <laughs> has she been doing other than driving your car? That's, look, man. You drive you drive like a 2000 model Camry, so it's basically a bumper car anyway. That's right. It's, it's very expendable. I just decided to, to let her, you know, you know, reverse out the driveway and off, off she went. Oh, nice. And I said, oh, she'll be back later. And she was. In a police car. <laughs> well, you know. You know what they say? If you love them, let them go. And <laughs> if they come back, back it'll be in If the, they come back in a police car, the then... The backseat of a paddy wagon. It was meant to be. <laughs> so, it's all right. She only killed three people. Most of them were old. <laughs> hey, more room for us. That makes We that need makes to get rid okay. of these baby boomers. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Baby boomers, they need to die. Is there anything inspiring this? Is there anything in particular that's inspired this feeling in you? <laughs> Not recently. It's just something that's been growing on my mind for a long time. I just, th- I just think that if we remove all baby boomers from the planet, mm. it'll be a better place. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Now, our our parents are baby boomers. Mm. That's right. Sacrifices yes. must be made. <laughs> Did I fucking stutter? <laughs> Get in the guillotine. <laughs> Surely there must be a more efficient way to do this other than a line of three million people in front of one guillotine. Hey, look, you know, if us millennials had had more time to, to think instead of, you know, working our menial jobs, we might, we we might, might come, up come up with a better two guillotines. <laughs> Double their efficiency. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably what the baby boomers would say. Oh, you guys are doing this the wrong way. We'll build you another one. We want, to, we want to get this over with as much as you do, trust me. Get off your phones, millennials, and <laughs> build a couple more guillotines. Oh, we should just sharpen a bunch of our phones and use that as the <laughs> blade of the guillotine. Want to get off my phone? Here, get off my phone, bitch. That's funny. By the so, way, shouldn't it be... This has been bugging me recently. Mm. Shouldn't it be deheading, not beheading? Yes. Because you're 
deheading someone. Yes, you, you they are no longer ahead because D. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not beheading. It's deheading. Yeah, well, I think D. This is going to be really nerdy. <laughs> hey, welcome to Rob. <laughs> um, the, the there's an invitation. The I'm prefix D is comes from Latin and it yeah. means like down from or off from something. So yeah, so but basically perfect. Mm. Uh, whereas beheading or like bewildering. I don't, I'm not sure whether that's necessarily Latin. I think that's more of an English thing. And it sort of does, it does give a sense of giving something. Like when you bewilder, you're giving someone a yeah. sense of like confusion or... So D, once again, even in its Latin roots, is a lot better to say deheading than beheading. Yeah, I think you've deheaded someone, you've taken the head off. Yeah. See? Makes perfect like, sense. Like when you declaw a cat. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. a good example. Look, I used to be an English teacher. I am an expert in the English language. English language. That's the first time I've ever mispronounced it. He read. He reads books good. I know the good English. Good, good England. From where <laughs> in- English came. Those lousy Welsh, though. <laughs> they don't, like. They like their consonants. And don't get me started with those guys. They've got their own language, apparently. <laughs> if you ask me, it's all made up. <laughs> well, I'm not going to dispute that all languages are kind of made up. But you have a daughter, and we <laughs> got distracted. Let's get off the Welsh. Um. Yes, I have a daughter. Um, yeah, she's she's growing up, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was your notes for this thing. I kind of want to talk about Ruby. No, okay, I, ha- let's talk I, ha- about Ruby. I have notes. I have notes. She's she's being very funny recently. You know, she's at that age where her brain is is sort of fully formed in the sense that she's definitely no no longer a toddler. She is a child now. She's oh, a, a wow. young like a young child, but she knows nothing. Like she's yeah. completely ignorant of everything. Which is just a fascinating thing to behold. Because when when they're a baby, they know nothing. Mm. But that doesn't even matter because they have so much more, like, immediate concerns. Yeah. You know, like, getting the food from their hand to their face. Mm. That's hard enough without them having to, like, wonder about, like, what food is and things like that. But now, now my daughter's getting to the point where, like, she's having this sort of philosophical, like, quandaries about things. And she asks me a lot of really weird <laughs> questions that... What's the weirdest question she, she's asked Well, like, you? some of, like, the genuinely most difficult ones... Mm. Other why questions, and every parent talks about this. That every kid goes through this phase: the why, why, why. Yeah. And so I was anticipating it, and I sort of part of me thought that it might be like a bit overblown. Like, oh, everyone talks about this kids asking why all the time, and like, you know, maybe it won't even happen with my kid. That kind of thing. Um, but it totally happens. Just <laughs> ask why. She- like, um, <clears throat> the biggest question, the most difficult one, was probably. Why are there boys and why are there girls? <laughs> like, I think she said, like, why are boys boys and why are girls girls? That's a good question. You know, and, and that and a lot of other similar questions, like, mm. um, like, why are there cars or why, 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 she said, why do, why do, why do girl, why do women have babies and why do men not have, ba- why do boys not have babies? And things like this. And it gets to the point where you realize that there actually often aren't, there often isn't a good explanation for a lot of these things. There's no actual good answer to the why. No. You know? You, you can't really talk, you know, about millions of years of evolution. Yeah. Uh, to a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sort of start from the basics. Mm. Like, okay, you know, there are some organisms that, like, just divide. Mm. Like, there's just single-cell organisms that just split into two. Like your maths teacher. Yeah. She <laughs> loves dividing. <laughs> but you're, uh, you know... Your common human, <laughs> not a math teacher, typically needs typically needs a, a bit of help. 
I don't know. It was difficult from the science teacher. It was an interesting thing to, to, to answer, and like a lot of the questions that that she asks, my go-to to default answer at this point is just for fun. <laughs> I was going to say, usually it's like a lot of people give up and say, "I don't know." Yeah, but for fun sounds even better. Has she asked why is the sky blue? No, that she is hasn't. one of the things that I constant like. I think it's hmm. kind of the the go-to question for a lot of kids. It might be hmm. like the cliche, but apparently yeah. a lot of kids do ask that. She hasn't asked that yet, but yeah, she did ask. She has asked some difficult ones. Why do boys have penis and why do girls have a <laughs> vagina? And I'm like, because it's good that that the boys have a penis and the girls. It's good that they have both, and it's good that there are both. That's kind of where I came up. Okay. That was At least kind you of didn't where I say for fun for that one. No, no, I didn't say for fun. That would have been accurate, though, I think. That would have been an accurate answer. So, along with these these why questions, which are really interesting, um, she's telling me things. She tells me these little stories or these little... Almost like an idea that she gets in her head. I don't know where it comes from. Her imagination. Yeah, I think she just has this thing called an imagination that, that was, like, stifled <laughs> in me a long time ago. Uh but she'll say these really funny things. Like she goes, and she ha- she really vehemently believed this for quite a long time mm-hmm. that she was going to be a baby soon. She would say to me, "Daddy, I'm going to be a baby soon," and I'd say to her, "No, you were a baby, and now you're going to get bigger and bigger. You're not going to be a baby soon." And she'd get really upset with me <laughs> and cry and run away and say, "No, Daddy." I'm going to be a baby soon and really dig her heels in over it, you know? And at some point I was just like, okay, you're going to be baby soon. All right. Boy, have I got news for you. Fine. <laughs> She's, she really is excited about the idea of re- reverting back to being a baby. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why she got that idea in her head. I'm not I don't sure. know. Maybe she maybe she's kind of remembering stuff. It's like, oh, life wasn't so hard when I didn't have to do anything in the world, which is kind of true. She's aware that she used to be a baby. She's yep. quite aware of that. She well, watches good. videos of her as a baby. And oh, she, like, okay. There's a poster in my house, a, like a birth poster. It's sort of it's a sketch, roughly, of how big she was when she was a baby. Oh, and yes. She'll point at it and go, "That's Ruby, baby. That was me when I was a baby," and sort of talk about it. Mm. Um. So she's aware of the fact that she was a baby. And I think she she thinks that, well, because I was one, there's every chance. Kind of regenerate that I'll become a baby. a baby again, right? <laughs> um, like if any past performance is the best indicator of future performance. Right? <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't, I don't know where she got that idea, but that's quite funny. Um, that's kind of cute. She's kind of gotten over that now. And now she's talking more about how she's going to get bigger and bigger. She's uh-huh. very excited about that. Uh, she wants to become an adult, does she? And becoming like- big. Yeah, she's really into doing it herself. Mm. And she thinks that she can do everything herself. And she gets very upset when you tell her that she can't do it herself. Ah. Um, she doesn't understand danger properly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I'll be like cooking dinner and she'll be like, I want to do it. And I'm like, I'm chopping up a tomato. And I think that's a good idea, you know. Um, and she'll get upset and cry. It's good times. Um, the other fun thing she does, though, <laughs> more funny topics. Yeah. No, the, the whole she got, gets upset and cries is, mm. is, I mean, is pretty, one of my favorites. Pretty typical. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, kid gets upset and cries. Um, she tells these little stories now that, that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty... I'm Look, <laughs> you can I'm an open-minded a- guy, AC, you know? I'm an open-minded guy, you know? But some of these stories are pretty, they're pretty far out, okay? So she goes, makes it, makes me a text a while back that said, really, ask Ruby what it was like when you were in mummy's tummy. And then just a laughing emoji. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, huh. So I took the bait. So I was driving her, I was driving her somewhere, like to childcare or something. Yeah. 
And I said, just to strike up a conversation, I said, so Ruby, do you remember what it was like when you were in mummy's tummy? And she goes, yes. I was like, ooh, okay, <laughs> interesting. I'm guessing that this is going to be what it's like to be in a Pokeball. I said, what was it like? And she goes, oh, I was in, she, I'm trying to like, I can't quote it word for word, yeah. but it was something like this. I was in the mummy's tummy and it was very dark and I couldn't get out. And I shouted, help, help, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> which just made me crack up <laughs> like I was trying so hard not to laugh in the car you know so cute because the other thing is she gets really upset when you laugh at her ah uh, yeah so you have, you have to just hold it all in because you're you're destroying her credibility here. yeah right and the other thing that made me laugh was is similar in a similar vein mm-hmm. um, I saw some hot air balloons in the sky as I was driving her to her, par- her my grandparents one morning I said look Ruby balloons you know look at those balloons would you like to go in a balloon one day? You know? She goes, I've been in a balloon. I said, oh, really? What, you know, what happened? What happened with this balloon? She goes, well, I was up in the balloon and then it got stuck in a tree. And I said, help, help, get me out of here. <laughs> so it's a similar, similar vein to these stories. You know, they all end in a similar way, right? Um, Your daughter's going to grow up, end up like claustrophobic or something. <laughs> And then I said, "Do you? Did they come get you? Did the firemen come and get you out of the tree?" And she goes, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." She's like, "Yeah." With that first story, you should have pulled over and showed her that 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 scene from like the first Alien movie, right? Yeah, the chest burst. I just mm-hmm. this is how you came out of Mummy. Yes, I should have done that, <laughs> as you said. I definitely should. Hey, look. I can, I can show my, my daughter whatever. Yes. So yeah, you forget. You forget sometimes. It really doesn't matter that much. For other people, it's kind of important. Yeah, well. Um, so, yeah, she's been really, really funny recently and, and just getting really <clears throat> tall and obsessed with ballet and fairies. Has she, she taken went, a ballet lesson? She went to the ballet. Oh, she is doing classes. Now. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's doing ballet classes. And does she's she got, love it? She she does. She has a little tutu and she has her ballet shoes and she wants to wear them constantly, ah. which is annoying. So I bought her this little sort of like elasticated <laughs> ballet skirt that she can just pull on over whatever she's wearing. Ah. And that usually does the trick. Ah. Because whenever she sees anyone dancing on TV, mm-hmm. she immediately wants to wear her ballet dress and dance along with them. So how, how is her ballet? As a, as a ballet critic yourself... <laughs> How, how How is her form? Man, look, it's not great. <laughs> She's pretty bad at ballet, I'm going to say. She's a lot, lot more work. You know? You've got to whip him into shape these, by 2020. These lessons aren't doing it. Not that, not that ballet is an Olympic sport, as far as I know. I'm just going to be like... I'm going to become like a psychopathic dance father and like <laughs> force her to like... I think that... You're, you're going to forget this later on, but mm. psychopathic dance father should be the name of the episode. <laughs> yes, I'm going to write that down. Psychopathic dance. I'm writing it down. Um, yeah, she's really, really into it. So, so Meg took her to the ballet recently. Mm. And it was like a children's ballet. You know, it was designed for kids. And she just loved it, you know. Mm. Um, but it's really funny. Meg said that at one point, she's really enjoying the show. She turns to Meg and she whispers to her, Mommy, when's it my turn? Oh, <laughs> that is going to get awkward. <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, Meg was like, look, it was just for watching. You don't get to go. Cause she was, she just assumed that yeah, she's, she's, she's she'd a ballerina and, too. Yeah. She, you know. you know, cause she's been doing the training. She's been watching lots of Emma, a lot of Emma. <laughs> you know? What's an Emma? Emma is a wiggle and a wiggle is a human <laughs> that does music for children. Oh, I've seen the wiggles. They ain't human. 
Those skivel, skivel wearing, she's skivy wearing skivel. freaks. So skivel. She'd, she'd be wearing skivels. Um, I don't know what a skivel is. I think skiffle is a kind of music, though. So there's that. Uh, but what she does is she treats these these episodes of the Wiggles with da- ballet dancing and things on them as mm. you know, it's very serious affairs. She's got to concentrate. She'll, she'll put on her ballet dress and she'll dance around the living room in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it is both the most cute and beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And also like a little bit scary because if you laugh at all at her, she gets really, really angry. Like really, really angry at you. So you have to just watch and praise her. Uh, and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty adorable. Because she has this very serious look on her face as well when she's doing it all. You know, just like kind of almost frowning while she's doing it you know like it's it's she puts a lot of concentration yeah and that's how i dance yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because i have my limbs like kind of have a bad habit of dislocating mm-hmm. so if i'm dancing i actually have to put quite a lot of concentration into mm. the way i move to make it look number one acceptable and number <laughs> two not injure myself or other people in the vicinity you know how i dance ac and i'm sure you know already how i dance poorly like, like a giant goofball <laughs> Well, like a giant spaz, basically. That's, that's how my daughter dances, and it's the most. You saw her dance today. All she does is jump up and down and say, "Yay, <laughs> yay!" <laughs> and it is the th- cutest thing enthusiasm. ever. Enthusiasm. She has the. She's, she's got the heart. Mm-hmm. That's right. A for effort. Yep. Um, she doesn't have. She's she's got the jumping ability. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so, about it. So basically, my daughter is going to become a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, ballet-obsessed little girl. And uh, I'm kind of loving it, I have to say. Yeah. It's very cute. I wanted a little girl, and I got a real little girl. You got girl, a real one. You know. Um, you got a live one there. <laughs> yeah, she's very, very feminine. Um, like, she'll say to me things like, Daddy, you have to... She'll be dancing, and then she'll say, Daddy, you are the prince, and I am the princess. And you must dance with me now. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. Rob, I... I- what I'm going to do is that we're, you know, me and mm-hmm. uh, and and Maria and May are going to take Ruby out one day mm-hmm. and we're going to take her to something called ice skating and she's going to see these wonderful people on the ice. Don't do this to me, I see. <laughs> Don't do this <laughs> to me. All dancing and prancing like ballerinas, but moving at such a speed and it's mm. going to look so magnificent that she's going to want ice skating lessons. Not with me. <laughs> Mr. Uncoordinated over here. <laughs> I can't. I, I literally cannot ice skate. I cannot do it. I I'm not allowed to do it. I after the incident. Oh, there were no survivors. <laughs> Many people lost their fingers. <laughs> I cannot ice skate, but that won't stop me from going on the ice mm-hmm. and very slowly propelling myself using the wall. <laughs> You're one of those. You go around the wall, clinging onto but, it. But yeah. I'll like I'll sometimes propel myself off the wall and look like I'm doing a pose. That'll last for a good five to ten meters before I start slowing down <laughs> and then grab onto the wall again because, once again, mm. I could injure myself and others very badly. <laughs> but I don't know why we used to do that. We had, like, friends. like They made us do a lot of ice skating in school. Do you remember that? They'd no. go a lot. We'd go to ice skating. No. Oh, yeah, we did. That was after school care, though. Yeah, way, way too often, I felt. I think because it was the summer in Australia and it was like a, a, a was cool cold. place to go. Yeah, there. that's fair. Maybe that was just the, the teachers or the, I don't know, carers, I suppose you call them at after school camp. Oh, they didn't care. They didn't teach, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same like after school care place. It was... Mm-hmm. I, I remember they were the kind of people who would say, we're going to watch a video today and they would get Milo and Otis <laughs> for the 167th time. 
But the thing about that movie is if you watch it enough, you you know where the cuts are. You know when they've used a different, mm-hmm. uh, like, pug and a different was that the, coloured cat. Was that the movie where they threw the cat off the cliff? Yep. There's, like, uh, a cat and, a, like, a little pug dog and they go on an adventure. And obviously they used a lot. And something I didn't know about that, which I should have realised a mm-hmm. long time ago, mm-hmm. is that when you watch mm. the... Um, uh, the credits to that movie, mm-hmm. there is only one English name in there, and that is the narrator. Wow. Was- Everyone else is Japanese. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like, it's like completely made in Japan, produced by Japan. It's such a Japanese movie. So I watched I that it. movie as a kid. Yeah. I remember watching it and enjoying it. And then later in life, realizing, or someone told me or something, that like, yeah, they killed a lot of cats to make that movie. And I was like, damn. A lot of cats. Yeah. Yep. I think they um, killed more cats than dogs, though. So I'm okay well, with that. I, I, I guarantee. I, I seem to remember there was a scene where a cat, where the cat goes off the cliff, and someone told me that like they literally just chucked a cat off the cliff and filmed it. Well, look. Yeah. And it's not, this isn't even a joke. I'm not even sitting here like smiling as I'm saying. It's no. Just, it's a shitty thing that happened. Yeah. It, it, uh, but there was a bear involved. I think. Oh, a bear. Okay. Yeah. They I throw think a bear off the cliff. I don't think the bear went off the cliff, but you if know they, what they did- should do, they should throw a lot of people off a cliff and film that. <laughs> Baby boomers. Brilliant. I love it. We, we just we just put like an arch over a cliff. I think what I'm describing is say, a snuff film. <laughs> just say investment opportunity, cheap property, and they'll just run through it off That's the cliff. <laughs> just put a big, big bag of Metamucil on the edge there. <laughs> Watch them all fight for it. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Baby boomer fight club. Oh, my God. Big fucking tub of Activia yogurt. Just on the edge <laughs> oh. On the edge of the cliff there. You know they keeps get- me regular, they say, as they plummet to their doom. <laughs> you, you know they'd get naked even though they don't have to. <laughs> That's what baby boomers do. Oh, they do. They they because they used to do it when they when they were young, <laughs> and they don't st- and they don't mm. want to stop. <laughs> anyway, all right, AC. Um, what have you been doing uh, since I've been raising my daughter like mm. a good dad? <laughs> Yo, well, I haven't been raising my daughter at all. Uh, we went to Japan, as previously mentioned. Uh-huh. I have a long list of things here to, to talk about. We'll, yeah. t- we'll talk about games at one point as well. Sure. Um, That's the, what a novel idea. Yeah, why not? Game Life Balance Australia. Sometimes games, mostly life. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off really badly. <laughs> yes. I saw, Actually, I saw you at the airport. You Oh, you did. Yeah. And we were very rude to you, I think. <laughs> it's all right. I got this vibe that you were just... It was absolutely the worst day for me to be like, Hi! <laughs> Hi, remember me? I'm Rob. That guy you like and talk to? <laughs> so, basically, we got... I got off work, mm. um, like, from our Christmas party, went directly home, mm-hmm. changed into, like, my travelling clothes, mm-hmm. uh, and then was basically ready. Everyone, and like, and Maria and May got home and we were all ready. And the text didn't come. And then we called the taxi company and they said, oh, yeah, we don't really have anyone in the area, even though you booked, like, you know, like two days ago. What the hell? And they said, oh, we can send someone, like, in the next half an hour. And the guy turned up, like, 40 minutes later. We were stressing by this point. And I'd already seen online that my flight may have been delayed. Uh, okay. To From Canberra to Sydney. Mm-hmm. We got to the airport. Qantas side, empty. No mm-hmm. one there. Mm-hmm. Virgin side, line out the door. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had an international connection to catch. Mm. And there were only, like, two people serving and one person, like, ducking in and out of the back. Mm. Mm. And 
we were getting towards the front of the line. They just said, oh, you're international connection. Please wait over there with all the other international connection people. And But they still didn't tell us anything. Mm. This guy was like running in and trying to email people apparently. And I was like, can't you call them? He's like, no, no, email's the best way. And it's like, well, you know, we need to leave pretty bloody soon. Mm. This was the day that there were a lot of storms in Australia mm. and mm. they were just cancelling flights and putting people on other flights and all of these all of these people were angry and just I think what people wanted mm. was answers. Like if my flight is cancelled, tell me so I can make other arrangements. Yeah, that yeah. is precisely what Virgin were not doing. Yeah, they yeah. were not telling anybody anything. They were mm. just telling people to stand over there and like there was no staff there. And we even tried to go over to the Qantas side and say, can we get a flight? And they said, sorry, all our flights are full. Wow. And, you know, but they actually had the staff to manage this. Wow. So, um, we couldn't even buy, like, we couldn't transfer the flight. We couldn't buy it off them or anything like that. So, we couldn't get there. And then it was obviously, like, an hour before our flight was to leave. And we just said, tell us what is going on. Mm. And they said, oh, we can't get you on a flight before then. You're not going to get to Sydney and they said, well, why couldn't you tell us that ages ago? I said, oh, sorry, I've got to talk to someone else. So after all of that, <laughs> we caught a $70 taxi home because we're like on the opposite side of town to the airport. Mm-hmm. And on the way, we're trying to find out when can we get a, a new flight to Sydney? Yeah, yeah. Like the next day or whatever. They transferred us one person. We explained our full story. They said, oh, we'll transfer you to somewhere else. They transferred us to somewhere else. Mm. And we said our whole story all over again. And they said, oh, we'll just transfer you to someone who can help. Then they transferred us to a... Um, a was it an automated thing? No, it wasn't automated. It was a person who tried to sell us into becoming part of their Velocity membership. Oh, that's right. They actually said to us, oh... Oh, we know you're having troubles today, but if you sign up for Velocity membership, you will get better service. Mm. And they said, and we just were flabbergasted. (laughs) We're like going, what? We just want to know what's going on. I said, yeah, but if you sign up right now, we'll be able to tell you quicker. Like they were literally trying to extort us into joining their frequent flyer program so we would get the information we needed. not Not a good time to upsell someone. That is the worst time when nobody is helping you, you've been transferred and told your story three times and have spent an hour at the airport full of incompetent employees not telling you anything. God. And then they try and say, oh, you'll get better service if you join Velocity. And it's like, well, here's the thing. I bet you a lot of those people at the airport were part of Velocity. Mm. I don't think they got any better fucking service out yeah. there. Yeah. So that's something I actually am going to have to report to the authorities because the more I think about it, like, you give mm. when you're angry, you give yourself a bit of time to cool down and everything. Yeah, but yeah. the more I think about that, the more I think that they were just trying to extort me into joining their club. It that does seem like bad because you were like definitely we were desperate for information and they were holding it back yeah yeah it seemed like so so that's something i have to do um anyway they got us at midnight like this is after getting home and waiting around for about four hours putting me to bed knowing that we weren't going to leave when we missed our flight we finally heard back from them they said okay we're going to get you from canberra to brisbane which is in queensland Mm. and then brisbane to sydney Tomorrow, and you'll make it in time for your flight. You got to leave right. at like ten a.m. Okay, and we just went. What? Like, Flying to Brisbane first, and then yeah, back Brisbane to is a very like three hours flight away. It's a very yeah, long yeah, way yeah. away was- because there was no Canberra to Sydney flights. And then we looked at the itinerary they sent us via email, mm. and it was Canberra, Brisbane on Saturday, mm-hmm. 
then Brisbane to Sydney on the Tuesday. They'd gotten the dates oh wrong on that flight. God. So we rang them up again and said, what the hell? We have an international flight. Day. And I was like, oh, that's a mistake. Oh, we'll, re- we'll, we'll, you know, we'll fix that soon. And it was another hour before we got the updated itinerary saying they'd fixed it. So we went to bed. We got up and we were just going... And Marie was just going, I'm never flying Virgin again. I'm just never going to do it. I don't care what it costs. I'm never flying Virgin again. Mm, like, mm. you know, she was so angry at them for the way yeah, we were treated. It's terrible. Uh, and then I came to the decision that she's right. Mm. We shouldn't fly Virgin. We should certainly, with how irregular and how unprofessional they've been, there's no guarantee that even if we got to Brisbane, we couldn't get to Sydney in time for our flight. Mm. So I just said, fuck it. Cancelled all the flights and got a bus. <laughs> we got a bus from Canberra to Sydney, Sydney, which is like three and a half hours to international airport with yeah. a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And May was fine. She was absolutely, <laughs> she was a perfect angel the entire way. Oh, man. There you go. The old Murray's bus. Yep. We, we got it up there. We, and like, we just got to, we got to the airport seven hours early. <laughs> so we wandered around Sydney airport. And you know what? Mm. We were on cloud fucking nine because we were actually at the airport. Mm. We looked it up later on and it turns out the Sydney, sorry, the Brisbane to Sydney flight, mm. that flight was actually delayed. <laughs> so it w- we still would have made our flight, mm. but that extra stress of being there, knowing it's delayed and knowing that it might be delayed further, mm. probably would have made us tipped you over the edge. Really, Yeah, really would have. Yeah, you might think you made the right call there. Did you fly the, the trip from Sydney to Japan? Or was that... Also Virgin? No, Qantas, no, no, no. That's ANA, One okay. Airlines. Airline. So, right, right, right. Um, so yeah, we're, we're never flying Virgin again. And I, I think... You've had a lot of bad experiences with these airlines. We do, yeah. yeah. The Qantas one I, I had before, which was particularly terrible as well. Mm. But the, kind the, of running the, out of airlines. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. The, the Japanese one is always fine. Mm. Like, we always get good service. And it doesn't have to be great service. It just has to be enough that it's, it's okay. Mm. And we get it on the... The um on the Nippon flights, sorry, the um the Japanese flights, but not the just the Australian ones are always terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we did get there a day late, so we kind of you know burnt a day of our holiday. God, uh, so annoying. Yeah. You know, we were there for quite a while, so it wasn't the worst thing. Mm. <clears throat> but it was just really annoying. Not a good way to start. You're getting off on the wrong foot. Yeah. We got there. We were tired, uh, and then we went to um. We drove to Fukushima, which is where our uh, Hawaiian spa resort was. And That's that, right. Yes. That was good. Yeah, We had a lot of fun with May, mm-hmm. who loved the water. Um, she loved the warm water mm-hmm. because it's all heated pools there. Ah, uh, nice. And uh, we didn't go on any of the slides or anything because it just wasn't really an option. Just like float around on an inner tube kind of thing? Yeah, or? that kind of thing, yeah. you know, just kind of like with May. And we, it was just, it was very... Holidays when you have a kid are very ma- like child focused. Like yeah. you can't go off and do the things that you used to do. You can't, like when I was there before, because mm. I went there like 10, 12 years ago or something. I just mm. went down on like, they have this big uh, kind of water slide where you can use an inner tube. And oh, it's like nice. bouncing around and it's like really frantic and, <laughs> and everything. And I went on that like 10 times. Nice. I didn't go on it once this time. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay because May had fun and we had fun too. So yeah. And that was nice. A lot of what you want as an adult is really just... That your kid is entertained and not bugging, and yeah. not bugging you constantly. Yeah. But if you're like, if your kid is relaxed and you're just with your kid and yeah. you're relaxed too, then yeah. it's pretty good. Like that's a good feeling. Totally. Um, I kept a journal this time. 
Okay. Um, I have kept journals in the past of my trips to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been appropriate for a few years because <laughs> of all the incidents that have happened and uh, well, my relatives either dead or dying. So yeah, it doesn't feel the same sort of. It's not much of a lark, really. No, it? no. Um, but reading back through my diary, we were just busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we were like going here, going there. Like we had Ooh. to see relatives this day. We had to do this this day. If we were at home, we had to like you know clean the house i like re-waxed the like the the lobby area right. at one stage as well like it's all very very old wood right, okay. like 100 you know 100 year old wood so <laughs> got to keep it up to scratch sure yeah um and i went we went to yokohama mm-hmm. which is just kind of uh southwest of tokyo slightly okay uh, and we went to the ampaman museum <laughs> A little pilgrimage for your daughter. Yeah. Uh, And she loved it. She had such a great day. She was a bit freaked out at first. Like, she didn't quite understand what was going on. Mm. Because she's only ever seen Ampaman on television. Mm. Mm. And all of a sudden, there are these, like, real big life-size people in costumes coming up to hug her. And she was, like, going, my perspective. (laughs) Especially for someone who can't see very well, is really skewed right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But she she got some hugs. And she had had a lot of fun there. Cool. um, and I think I was a bit over Ampaman by the end of this trip. <laughs> I'm surprised you aren't already. I mean, there's a lot of Ampaman going on in this house. Oh, there is. There's a lot of Ampaman everywhere. The good thing is, it's because it's in Japanese, I can kind of tune it out a little bit, mm, mm. which is good. <laughs> hey, look, you know, my kid's into Paw Patrol. Your kid's into Ampaman. You know, the same I, difference. Yeah, I think I'd actually rather Ampaman. Yeah, I think, I, think I might too, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so look. I did go to Tokyo. The one time I thought about the podcast was when I was with um, occasional guest star of the show, Andrew Elchan Lynch. Oh, very cool. How was he? Uh, he was very good. Uh, it was great catching up with him. Um, and like one of the last days we were hanging out together, I kind of said, oh, I had this pie in the sky idea about doing an episode with you or something. He goes, yeah, mm, probably a bit too late now. And I went, yeah, probably is. That's all I thought about the podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm glad to hear you say that because I was feeling a little bit guilty that I hadn't sort of like been more, I don't know, proactive about it or something. But the fact that you were not hassling me to like do an episode, hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like, let's let, just let, let that happen. Yeah. Let's um, just have a bit of a break. I think yeah. it was good for both of us. Well, actually. I needed it in the end. Yeah. I had so much work to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. You're back now. I am indeed. Back, back in the land of the free. <laughs> yes. I'm back working again. Look, I'd say the highlight of my trip mm-hmm. was probably Tokyo. And mm. um, as longtime listeners and followers on Twitter know, I love Urusei Atsara, the green-haired, um, tiger-skin, bikini-clad uh, anime girl. Never heard of her. Uh, oh, I can I can introduce you right now. I've got I've got lots of pictures it's here. Got a slideshow ready to go. Uh, well, it was the 40th anniversary, and mm-hmm. so this trip was very. Uh, lum focused sure. like if I was going shopping I'd look for lum merchandise and I I wasn't that into looking for the retro games hmm. this time interesting like I would occasionally go to places where there were them but I just I, it didn't keep my focus at mm. all mm. and so I was just kind of more lum focused and that kind of culminated in Tokyo when I went to a place called Anime Gate on the Seibu Ikebukuro line and they actually have big you know, life-size bronze statues of anime characters. And there's four of them. There's Astro Boy or Atom Boy. Mm-hmm. 
or the Mighty Atom. Uh, and there is a Galaxy Express 999. Mm-hmm. There is uh, Tomorrow's Joe, I think it's called. It's a boxing anime. Okay. And there's Lum. Right. So I was just, I just went to this place. I just took lots of photos and tweeted them out. And people, bemused people, were walking past and smiling and taking, you know, helped me take my picture in front of the statue. And it was just mm. nice. Yeah, yeah. It was just a nice feeling. It was a nice kind of thing to do. And the day after that in Tokyo, which is the reason I stayed in Tokyo, was to go to the Urusei Atsara pop-up cafe. Okay. So a pop-up cafe in Japan is when they have like a theme or something that's kind of short-lived, I suppose you could say, like for a year or six months or something. Okay. And it kind of might travel the country or it might travel certain parts of the country. And they go into like the top space of a shopping center where there's free space and they set it up like a cafe. Right. Okay. And there's like merch and stuff to buy. Yep. Oh boy, was there merch. Boy, uh, surprise, boy, surprise. Oh, yep. And I bought a lot of stuff. And, but the best thing about this was that um, I was one of the first people in there. I waited for the opening in Tokyo. They'd been all over the country, like in Sapporo and... Um, uh, Niigata as well, which mm-hmm. is where the author uh, Takahashi is from. So I was afraid that there would be such a long queue in the morning that I got there like two hours early. Like camping out. And there was already one guy in line. Okay. Yeah. So and there's then, one, more, one more hardcore fan than you. Yep. Yeah. And this guy, like, I actually, I actually saw me in his pictures on Twitter, like when I searched the hashtag. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. And yeah. he started following me on Twitter because he was like going, oh, lots of people here. I went, hey, that's me. <laughs> um, so Small world. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, it was very cold. Uh, I didn't wait out the front the whole time. I kind of potted around Ikebukuro a bit because they're kind of my old stomping grounds. So I eventually did wait in line. And by this stage, there was like a couple of people in front of me, mm. but I was like number three or four. And then, you know, at 10 o'clock, everyone was like freezing because it's, you know, it's cold winter morning in, in, in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. They'll lead you up like seven flights of escalators. Wow. <laughs> To the very top, and then you have to wait at the stairwell, and then they take your order, and then they let you in, and then they serve it to you. And it was brilliant. Mm. I loved it so much. (laughs) Just all of the the characters that I loved. And after we were inside... Mm all of those cold people started to warm up and just started chatting more to each other. That's and like, cool. I was the only foreigner there and mm. like people were taking photos of each other and I was taking pictures for people and, and like, I was getting people to take pictures of me and it was just a nice fun time of like all like-minded people. You're sharing a common interest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it cool. was a lot of fun. I spent about an hour in the gift shop, like moaning over, Oh my God, what am I going to buy? Oh, I don't know if I can buy this or not. Mm. Oh, should I buy this? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I came away with a lot of stuff, yeah, but surprised. yeah, it was, it was kind of like buying, I could buy like one big, awesome thing, mm. or I could buy a lot small, little, less expensive things. Mm. I went for the lots, little expensive things option. So. I think that's probably the right way to go. Yeah. yeah. How was the, uh, how was the coffee at the, uh, the pop-up cafe? Uh, I didn't drink the coffee. I had a, you're not a coffee guy. I'm you? not a coffee guy. No, mm. but they did have a whole bunch of, um, like you could keep some, like you could keep the placemat that said oh, like, cool. or say it's our pop up cafe, and the um, they actually give you like a little paper coaster, like a cardboard coaster, mm. and they don't put your drink on it; they put it on the cake on the table so you can keep the coaster. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cute because uh, everyone knows that they 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 want to keep the stuff yeah, from these places. It's there for the collectibles and the yeah, yeah the merchandise and yeah, whatnot. You yeah. know, they want to display it at home and stuff. So. That's funny. 
Uh, I had a I had a great day and rushed back to um, Guma, and oh boy, I was tired after that. <laughs> I imagine, yeah. Uh, it, it was it was a good trip. Um, I it's will, so cool you did that. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, I really needed something like that, mm. like just something that wasn't retro gaming that I had a passion for. Yeah, and I was just in Tokyo at the right time for this to happen. I had to fudge my schedule a little bit, but right. it was just such a nice day, you know, when you just have a really nice day, mm. a nice time somewhere, and it doesn't... I don't know. Like, it just... I don't get that feeling of just purity very often. It's like, it's usually... Mm. I feel guilty if I spend too much money or if I'm doing something stupid or if I'm drinking too much or something like that. And this yeah. was just a going somewhere really nice with like-minded people and having a nice time. Cool. And uh, we'll take a break. This is this has been bugging me all holidays. Mm-hmm. Is Peppers still alive? I shot her in the fucking head with a shotgun. <laughs> oh God! Both barrels. Oh Peppers! Put her out of her goddamn misery. She had, she had a broken ankle. I had to put her away. Oh Peppers! She's under the glue. She's at the glue factory now. <laughs> Peppers is fine. AC, don't worry. Don't oh, worry. God. I like I like to think that you like if you did do that, you would just drag it to like a place. And just, like, use your shotgun to write glue factory on the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, and she's bullets. fine, AC. She's she's still kicking, literally and figuratively. Has she killed you yet? No. By kicking? Man, I've tried. I've almost killed that horse so many times. <laughs> but, yeah. We've the pulled- miracle of friendship has kept her alive. That's right. We've pulled through. And, look, I do have good intentions to play more of that game. Uh, we came to a bit of a crescendo with my website yesterday it launched yesterday so i've really had not much time to relax but i think that after that i will turn my mind back to red dead i'll turn my mind also to playing a new game perhaps a game that came out this very year in 2019 all all 23 days of it we'll see you should get a switch Maybe I should, AC. <laughs> you should get a Switch and play a whole bunch of like cool indie games on the go and at home. Yeah. You know. I don't work for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because you sound like you do. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't really know what I'm going to get yet, but I'll just, I think I might just do that old thing of just checking out what people are saying is good and, and you know, putting my nose to the ground or <laughs> something. You should, you should just get something that's come out this year kind of. Not randomly, but like semi sort of like, mm. not sight unseen, but like, I heard this was good. I'll just get it and then see what it's yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. That's what I kind of want to do. And something, hopefully something with a fairly limited, you know, not, not too like massive a thing to, to undertake. Mm. Um, I made that mistake too much recently of, you know, sort of trying to get really into a very big open world sort of game and, and not really ever finishing it. So 
I'm hoping for something a little bit more discreet. But if I at least play one game for 2019, hey, see, then I can actually have a game of the year at the end of the that's, year. So, that's true. So I have goals. Did you... Um, <laughs> that's, that's a noble goal, yeah, is to play yeah. a game a, in 2019. A single game that came out in the same year. <laughs> yep. I can't believe I played more modern games than you did last yeah, year. Yeah, you did. You're more of a modern gamer than I am at this point. A lot of those games were in VR as well. Yeah. That's... Um, you're out there. You're cutting edge. I'm, yeah, more surprising so than I would have imagined, actually. But <laughs> I haven't actually been back in VR since I got back. Mm. I kind of want to, like, I've only been back a few days. Mm. Like, I, I came back on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sunday was mostly rest and, like, washing and, you know, trying to readjust myself to the fact that we came from, you know, it was minus six degrees at night there. And it was 37 degrees when we got home. Yes. Very, so, very jarring. Yeah. May has been overseas a lot when during Australian summer mm-hmm. um, before Terrico died. So she's never really had an Australian summer before. It's pretty fucking confusing for her. Yeah. Like it was really cold and nice and there was, and there was snow. Mm-hmm. And then I came back here and then it was hot. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. <laughs> I think she's a winter baby. Look, man, I, I think I am too. I don't like this weather at all. It sucks. I don't mind it, like, but I'm... <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with uh, my wife's farm mm, mm. in that I kind of like my little shack. Yeah. Like, for, you know, like Willie's shack. <laughs> um, little outhouse. My little, well, I don't go to the bathroom there, but <laughs> just it's just a little place where I have my bed, I have my stuff, my suitcase, and I can sit in there mm-hmm. and I can, you know, have a couple of drinks at night and... You know, I've got a kerosene heater in there and it's quite Mm -hmm. comfortable. But for anything else other than sitting there, sleeping and relaxing, having a few drinks, I have to go to the main house for. Right. Or, so you mentioned the word outhouse. Mm -hmm. So. I think you've explained this to me before. Yeah. There's no indoor plumbing for toilets. In Mm. fact, the toilet that I use is between the main house and the the shack where I live. And it is a literal outhouse. Mm. Like it, it's, it's what you think an outhouse is. Does it have like a little moon cut in the door? No, well, there's like a, an <laughs> opaque glass door, so you can probably tell if someone's inside. Uh, if it's not dark, okay. and um, it's just a toilet over a hole. <laughs> yeah, a big pit toilet. Yeah. yeah, those are fun. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in winter it's better than it is in summer. Yeah, at least it's better than Australia because there's less like you know like redbacks and crap. Yeah, um, yeah. Sneak up your pant but leg and bite your nuts. On the other hand, mine is going trying to go to the bathroom in minus six degree weather. Yes. Not always that fun because it turns up like your body just kind of thinks, I don't care about going to the bathroom. I just don't want to die of hypothermia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it gets uncomfortable. You lose interest in going. Yeah. And I I came back one night. It was a particularly cold night. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, it's a bit cold in here. I'll turn the kerosene heater and warm everything up. And I was shivering and I went, oh, have a, some water before I go to bed. I go to my water bottle, drink it. And it's this clunk. It's like clunk, clunk. I was like, what is that? Oh, it's frozen. <laughs> the, my water bottle inside my shack had frozen. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's like some comedy ass cold shack humor. It kind of is. Charlie Chaplin. It is kind <laughs> of my little shack. But the main house is the worst because it's a big house. Like, it's got an upstairs, downstairs area. Right. Uh, and it does kind of have an indoor toilet, but the toilet was doesn't is still not plumbed. Right. It's still just a toilet over a pit that was added to the side of the house, you know, obviously sometime in the last century. Right, right. And uh, so it's also uncomfortable going there as well in the middle of the day or night. But this house is is kind of big. Mm. But the problem is that 
you don't want to heat a whole house because it's impossible and it's like you know this is a 120 year old house mm. so they use two or three kerosene heaters mm. to basically heat two rooms the kitchen room which is where you eat, eat casual meals like mm-hmm. without guests and there's like the guest entertaining room which is where they sleep because it's warmer mm. where Maria and May slept and also where you where you entertain guests so you have to pack up the futons every day when people are coming around right right yeah so um like everything in that house is kind of small because it wasn't made for people my size. Right. I kept hitting my head and scraping myself. And when I was trying to do my ponytail one day, mm-hmm. um, in the little bathroom area they have there, because I, I don't know for whatever reason I need to see myself in the mirror when I do my ponytail. God knows why. By the way, I have a ponytail. <laughs> um, I, they have like metal shelves jutting out from the side, and I was like trying. To, I was getting frustrated. I couldn't get my head done, and I went like that. I like, mm. kind of like scraped my arm, and now I've got like Ooh, a big red scar that nice, runs across my arm. Nice little shiner it just, there. It just did not heal. Did that bleed pretty badly? It, yeah. You know what? It it was a lot deeper than I thought it was because mm. I just mm. kind of went, eh, it'll heal, and then it kind of, it's kind of bleeding a bit, a lot. <laughs> Maybe I'll need a band aid or something, and then. It just the, like the red mark just didn't never healed oh, properly. So. Well, chicks dig scars, I see. So. Uh, yeah. So I, by the end of it, mm. I was like going, I don't want to go back to work, but I do want to get out of this house <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> I think is it perhaps the fact that you go there on particularly at winter every year that like is annoying you a bit. Like it, perhaps a, a summer or spring trip. Spring might, would be nice. Spring yeah. is nice. Yeah. Spring is beautiful mm. there. And it's not too hot, not too cold. And you mm. can drink because it's Hanami season. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that I didn't drink anyway. I drank lots. But um, you have an excuse in Hanami season. Yeah. Well, actually, the, the thing is that I'm actually kind of obliged to drink somewhat. Mm. Because um, Maria's grandfather, who we call Gigi, which is just like a name for grandfather, mm. uh, is the only person left on the farm. Right, right. Uh, and so, of course, when we visit, he loves company and he loves May. He spends so much time with May and mm. takes photos of May and has them all over his wall. And <laughs> those two get along so well. He even tapes, he records Umpaman off TV onto DVD for her. Mm. It's really sweet. That's sweet, yeah. Um, this is also a man who loves his sake. <laughs> so every night, it's like... He just pours me a big old glass of sake. <laughs> We're not talking in those little cups. We're talking in actual glass. It's like a big fucking beer glass. Not that big, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's big enough that yeah. two of those is enough to get me kind of like, oh, I'm happy drunk. Mm. Not happy, like happy tipsy. Mm. Not enough to get mm. me drunk. Mm. And then I I'd have be to, drunk. Well, I'd have to make the decision. Should I keep drinking and have more fun or stop drinking and feel kind of shitty for the next few hours before I go to bed? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the answer is often... The first one, because I'm yeah. on holidays. <laughs> yeah. And because I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I don't even want to blame you, but uh, yeah. that's nice. You know, I think it's probably a good thing to do to bond with your uh, your family and stuff like that. Well, yeah. he showed us. He actually had a whole bunch of really interesting stuff. I know we're diverting from video games here, but fine. I'll, I'll just mention two things. He bequeathed upon me a uh, wind-up 8mm film camera. Oh, nice. Okay. Probably from the 60s. Awesome. Um, is it like so a little box? It's kind of, yeah. Like, I love those cameras that are like a little box. It is kind of like a little box, like a like a vertical kind of thing that you look through and then you actually have to wind up. Ah, uh, cool. And then you press and then it goes... And, you know, takes certain amount of frames per second. But wow. because you have to wind it up, there's only so much energy that can pulse through it. So, you know, it 
takes a little bit of time for it to, you know, like you can have a less frame rate and get more movie. Right. But it looks more disjointed. And he had all of his old films oh, wow. transferred digitally onto DVD. Oh, cool. Which is like really good for preservation. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about Hawaiians and he looked at us kind of and looked, kind of looked his, cocked his head to his side and said, oh, yeah, I've, I went to Hawaiians just after it opened. Back in like 1967. And he actually brought out the DVD of him and his wife going to Hawaiian's spa resort, like in Fukushima, when it opened at what looked to be like a big aeroplane hangar. Wow. In like like the the, mid, late, maybe even early 1960s. It's like 50 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It it was over 50 years ago. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So he actually was there near the opening and we went again and like, and I, I was fascinated by this and he goes oh i've still got the camera and you can have the old camera and you know like i've used film before Mm -hmm. i don't know where i can get eight millimeter film for a Mm. camera yeah i don't know where to get it processed yeah it's there's a there's probably a weird underground world there probably ask, is. Can you ask Ben about that? Would he know? Mm, he might know. He's, that, he's a film guy. He is. He's more digital, but he might know. I, mm. I should ask him. But um, It seems almost like the hipstery thing. Like, the, you know, you go to the same place where they repair your turntables and they'll... Yeah, they, they, they might. I mean, you, you need a film you for need you. A, um, Typewriter ribbons and, you know, <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah. You need a dark room to, to do that. But but this, I mean, I, I joke, but this this old tech is big now like there are a lot of people who are like i like my typewriter or yeah. i like my lps and like i think that's cool sets yeah. are coming back in yeah yeah but i'll tell you what and this mm. is this is the thing that really really fascinated me he bequeathed to me this like eight millimeter film camera and i couldn't i really wanted to get some film and like take some film of us now mm. but i just couldn't find any or get any in time or know where to get it developed yeah yeah um so what i did instead Oh, no, sorry, not what I did instead. I, 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 I packed it because it was, it's been kept in a place that's been kind of a bit moldy. Right, um, so yeah. I need, I, it really needs a good <clears throat> clean regardless. Um, but what he said to me one night was, oh, yeah, uh, I, you know what um, Sony is before Sony? Mm. And it's like, um, I, I was like kind of going, oh, some like very Japanese like Nippon Communications Engineering Technology Company or something like that, whatever mm. that is in Japanese. And and I go, yeah, I vaguely know that. And he goes, I own my most precious or my most valuable antique, I think you use the word valuable, mm. is their first tape recorder oh. that was actually with their marking and actually said Sony on it. Oh, cool. Okay. And apparently he got it from the local primary school. They sold it when they updated their technology. So he's hmm. got this one of the very, very first tape recorders ever made in japan huh. and it's got a like the original uh title of the company and it's also got the name sony on it uh, as well nice. so model 401 comes in what looks to be a suitcase because it's pretty much a suitcase it wow. is heavy mm. and because i'm sure this thing runs off valves uh or at least like really early transistors i was not game to plug it in to see if it still worked mm-hmm. so over the next year, I actually want to learn a bit more about that technology to yeah, see right. next time I go over there, I can, you know, maybe get it up and running again. But <laughs> he was like, going, oh, you can take this home. And I was like, no, I fucking can't. Like, this thing weighs like two tons. I can't move it. <laughs> maybe this is next level for you. Like, after you're done, like, restoring consoles, you can start, like, getting into, like, cassette players. And- oh, I've, I've already restored cassette players before, yeah, actually. Yeah. But, like, reel-to-reel, which is mm. what this is, I haven't done that before. Yeah, yeah. So That's intense. That's so cool. It is really cool. Mm. Yeah, that was a just a, just a little a little really great... It was a, it was a bonding moment. There was, there was some bonding yeah. there, like, where... 
he loves May, and by extension, me, I think. <laughs> love me, lo- love my child, love me. Yeah. yeah that's the way it works. All um, right, cool. So, lots of sake, and uh, uh, yeah, I, anyway, I took us on a bit of a, a detour there, but I do want to hear about your adventures in Red Dead Redemption 2, and where you're up to in the oh, story. Oh, man, it's been a while since I've played it. I'm still plodding through chapter three, I think, on chapter three now. Um, not much to really report. There's some funny stuff going on in the plot, like one of the, the, the plot lines is you move to a new area um, of the map and, and the people there don't necessarily know who you are. And we've ingratiated ourselves with a local sheriff who seems to think uh. that we're like really great and like really helpful people who so help you got to kind of keep it that way yeah and so there's this whole area of the map where dutch tell like instructs everyone in the gang like don't commit crimes in this area yeah you have to be a good boy around <laughs> this town to make it seem as though that you're like on the up and up you know yeah, yeah. and i'm assuming that, that will lead to something like it could go in a few different ways but one of them one that I'm anticipating is that perhaps the sheriff isn't as stupid as he seems and he actually does know who you are and he's just using you. Yeah. That sounds like a very typical rock star thing to do. Yeah, it does, doesn't um, it? It's like they flip the tables on yeah, you and like then, you you, then there's you're... a massive shootout. Yeah. It all ends in a shootout, no matter what happens. You know it's going to end in a shootout. But it's quite funny to be on the side of law and order for the moment. I've been robbing a lot of people's houses, though, so that's pretty funny. There's this whole like thing that's opened up of like, stealing like yeah you, you can go to one of your gang members who seems to specialize in these burglaries and then you go off and like just there'll be a house sort of isolated house somewhere with like you know a bunch of people and they have these pretty good like set piece missions where your friend like distracts whoever lives in the house while you rob it you know like so oh, you yeah. make a big scene out the front of the house <clears throat> and then you go in and like sneak around the back and like just start stealing everything and you've got like a certain amount of time to like check all the drawers and and there might be specific items that you need to collect and, or, you know, collect <laughs> to steal. Um, yeah, so that's pretty pretty amusing. There's a lot There's a lot of detail in this game. I'm one thing I haven't done a lot of is play more poker because it feels like a massive waste of my time, but it was one of the first things I really loved. I remember you... The that's game. how you learned to play poker, wasn't it? Yeah, From Red Dead I know 1. how to play... The only poker I can really play is... Is is, uh, is it Texas Hold'em? Texas Hold'em, yeah, yeah because, of, because of Red Dead. I don't really know how to play proper poker. That's all. I know um, how to play that. I know how to cheat in it. But Texas Hold'em's <laughs> cool because the fact that you have those shared cards, mm. it's much more a psychological game. It's, it's it's much less of a card game and more... It just really all comes all down to bluffing and that kind of stuff. I shit. think that's why it was it was popular in, um, in, in pubs and taverns mm. is for that reason. It's because there was a psychological edge and you could totally like psych someone out just by giving them a couple of shots of tequila. Tequila. Yeah, I'm not big on I'm not big on poker, but I understand that a lot of the tournament play that gets televised yeah. is Texas Hold'em because it's entertaining. Um, it is, and they all wear sunglasses and yeah. always act yeah. aloof when they try and like you know like maybe raise their eyebrows. But is it a fake or is it a double fake yeah. or is it a triple fake or is it real? It's very you really go down these these, these mind game tunnels. Mm. What's good with the computer when you're playing against the AI is that you know that <clears throat> it can't be that sophisticated. Yeah, and you'll notice that certain some of the people that you play cards with in this game seem to have personalities like they'll just do the same thing over and over again or they'll do similar bets or they'll make they'll they'll react in similar ways to things that you do and you kind of learn over time okay this guy bluffs a lot or like oh this guy like chickens out if, if you do blah, blah 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 that kind of thing so you can kind of learn although it's not anywhere near as complicated as real life you can kind of get inside the heads of your opponents in a, in a fun way in this game which is good hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I must admit I haven't played anywhere near as much of it as I'd like to. So um, I'm hoping 
in the next week or so. I thought I will beat it at some point. Mm. I've heard a lot of people saying that it's, it's not a game that respects your time very well. Yeah, that's one of the things I've heard. Um, I actually know how this game ends because I've I listened to a, a bunch of like uh, game of the Spoiler year pa- podcasts. Yeah, yeah okay. because I have no I have no real want or say in like watching or. I don't really care. Basically, is what it boils down to. It's like, yeah, it's like the, the story. I'm sure is interesting, but I can't play it and I can't watch it online. I just don't have that kind of time. Mm. Like, I don't even know how I find the time to do this and like you know do maze stuff and like work and also like for, for whatever fucking odd reason I'm a community manager for like you know like like the foreigners for a 1980s anime. <laughs> I don't know how all this happened, but it makes my life very busy. That's funny. Yeah, I I find myself very busy these days as well. It's difficult to find time to play games. Mm. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to say that this year I'm going to do a bit of a better job of playing more games, but I'm just a bit worried that's not really going to sort of transpire. I think um, I will. I think I always find time. Like I, I make time for it, even if it's like staying up late or something. I'm not a morning person, so I never play games in the mornings. Plus my eyesight is terrible in the mornings. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> but I don't know, like VR keeps me interested in this sort of stuff. There's like, there's some more VR games I really want to experience. So I'm going to get back into that. I think pretty soon. Sure. I, um, there were a couple of things that I got for the podcast. And when I say for the podcast, it means I wanted to play them. And I wanted to force you to play them as well. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so the two main things I got were uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, uh-huh. which is the drumming game. You may have seen it in, yes. in Japanese arcades. And it might be over here in the arcade somewhere as well. It's basically a big drum mm. that you have to beat to the time of the songs that are playing nice and i was looking for a set of this and the wii set is expensive and i don't really <clears> want to play it on wii um sure frankly <laughs> fuck the wii <laughs> well, it's not my wii is kind of plugged in but it's kind of plugged into my television room as an emulator at mm. the moment mm. in the bedroom sorry uh and uh i finally found what i was looking for a taiko drum and taiko just basically means drum, so I don't know mm-hmm. why I'm kind of so repeating drum, myself. drum. A drum drum. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the home version for the PS2 in the box with a game. Right. And the game was actually the anime special, so it's got a whole bunch of anime soundtrack songs on it. Nice. And that you can drum along to. That I can drum along to. And I also got like a festival version and like there was an English version as well. Like what, I say English version, it has English songs on it and Mm. like you know pop songs and stuff like that so i thought these three things should be fun for us to kind of like just go in have the drum in front of us and just beat the hell out of it and annoy the neighbors just for one night you know (laughs) that sounds fun i think that's up our alley i think it is i think this game this this podcast has a um a notable lack of plastic instruments in video games. And this is the only you know? one I'm going to fucking buy. We are not going down the rock... We're not going to create a rock we're, band? We are not going to create a rock band because... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a beautiful singer with a mellifluous voice. You see, here's the problem. Hmm. Is that I'm crap with those shithouse instruments. <laughs> and I was the vocals in our little band when I was in Japan. <laughs> and I was shithouse at that too. But I could adjust my... You know, I can adjust mm. my voice mm. so that I can match the pitch. I don't even need to do the lyrics. I can just go... And the, the the game thinks that I'm singing. The game is stupid, but <laughs> yes, those those games are stupid. Yeah. I see. 
the other thing I got was a Dencha de Go. Ooh, that sounds fun. It is a, a train simulator. Now, the Japanese That's people not fun at all. love their trains. <laughs> Spoke too soon. You did speak too soon. Not only did I get the game for PS1, I got the controller as well. Oh, fun. So this is like a little box with like a, a lever on it. Kind of like what you'd see in the like the nineteen fifties, no, sorry, nineteen sixties or seventies TARDIS from Doctor Who. Right. Yep. 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 And like the kind of little lever on the side as well. <laughs> so I got that. So we're gonna play that. Apparently, it's really hard. Okay. Great. And we're That's totally good. gonna just we're just gonna try and stop properly at one station. So can we just so we'll we'll try and stop properly at one station. Yep. And then we'll try and do the most spectacular derailing that we can. You can't. No. The the emergency system stops you from doing that, Damn just it. like it does on the real train. Lousy. It's pretty realistic. Yeah. I mean, other than the graphics, is pretty realistic. Oh, okay. So this is a PS One game. It is a PS One game. They did a lot of games for this. <laughs> they they did like Dungeon to Go Final for PS Two. They did a Wii game. They did a PSP game, and apparently that's the most ex- one of the more expensive ones. Right. Okay. I don't understand why. Hmm. Um, I th- I think probably because people with their PSP. You could be on the train. Would jump driving on the train. train, driving the train. Oh That's what they were doing. It's inception train driving. Yep. As I said, they love their train. Being a train driver over there is like is akin to being like if you're on like the Yamanote line. Mm-hmm. That's like being akin to like an an airplane pilot. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's very prestigious, very sexy. Get all the chicks. Let's not go that far. <laughs> but we're going to play this game, and we're not going to get any chicks. Damn it. Yep. Can we not play the game and get chicks? Or is that not possible either? That's not possible. Damn it. For either of us. Look, neither, neither of us are going to get any chicks, but that's okay because we get to pretend to be train drivers, and that's the important thing. That I might even buy a special hat for the I occasion. I was hoping that you would say that we'd get a special hat. I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want you to crush my dream. Look, if I can find a special little hat, or if someone wants to send us in a special little hat, can we'll I, totally wear it. Can I talk like Ringo Starr through the entire sequ- segment where we talk? Well, you can't obviously do it now. <laughs> Oh no, Thomas has pulled Thomas into the, the station. Thomas the tank engine was... <laughs> the fat controller was very angry. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's possible. I'll, I'll pay that. That's Next a time, Thomas had to learn to be more of a good friend. Okay, that's just that's just your Scottish Obama voice now. <laughs> Thomas the tank engine! <laughs> the child is asleep in the next room, fuck you. Fucking Percy, and what was the other one? Oh, Percy. I, I Percy's a cunt. <laughs> Percy was a cunt. Henry, actually, Henry. Henry That's was a, a grade A piece of work. That Henry's the biggest cunt of them. Like, yeah. okay, Gordon was an arrogant. <laughs> They're all horrible, actually. Gordon was an arrogant piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But fucking Henry was a narcissist. Yeah, like they had to barricade that fucker up before he like went. Oh, fine, I'll come out even with my brilliant green paint. Thomas was like the most innocent because he was like childlike. But he was also like cheeky and rude as well. If you watch the show, he's like, he's oh, like, ha ha, I'm going faster than you. Lol, you suck. That's well, kind of his attitude. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, like all of these trains mm. are like basically like they have a personality. Like they do. They're sentient. Yes. But they're basically slaves. They are. Like you can run them off the cliff at any time. They are. They're, they're, and the other thing that's really sad and ironic is that they are intelligent creatures. Hmm. Highly intelligent, in fact. They have emotions and whatnot. Yep. Uh, but because they're trains, they're stuck. They can only go on the train tracks. They are. They are like in their essence creatures of servitude. Yeah. You know. You, you, they can't possibly do anything else. No. There is actually one story where one of them was like going so fast all the time, and he kept derailing himself and thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. They took his trains off and made him into a generator. 
<laughs> and like, so he was going fast forever and not moving and going, oh my God, oh my that God. sounds like hell. Yeah, it basically was. And then I think <laughs> the next episode, like there was an avalanche and like it buried him or oh, something. Man. That's not good. Possibly forever. So there's this new series. This is getting off topic in the major way. Yeah. There's a new series where Thomas the Tank Engine goes around the world. And if you think about that for even a minute. Okay. All right. Hang on. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I have several questions. Yeah, I know you do. Yep. <laughs> right? Okay. I like to think that it's like some Stargate that kind of like a big portal that opens up and he just kind of rushes through. And then it's fucking Back to the Future 3. I don't know. It's so strange. Like, I think he goes on boats a lot. Anyway. So he, he rides so... So many issues so, with this. So here's so the, the, the word, you know, you know the phrase on rails in video games to yep. describe something that's like where you have zero choice yep. and you're forced down a particular path. I'm very well aware of this. Yep. I so play the 3DO. So how, how can you have a show that is literally on rails and come up with interesting plots? The writers of that show have a very difficult task and I, I have a lot of respect for those people. <laughs> so, you, know? you said he goes on a lot of boats. So what I imagine, mm-hmm. like all the boats are probably sentient beings too with a face, right? Uh, you, so, you'd think so, but they're not. Oh, okay. Because my first that's thought... Deeply, that's deeply confusing for me. Because <laughs> the cars... The, I've never seen a car with a face, but I have seen like anything on rails has a face. Th- there was a copter that had like a helicopter. Yes, the helicopter a has a face. His Harold, I think his name is. Hmm. So the helicopter has faces. Some of the cranes do. Cranes have faces. Yeah. Everything on rails has a face. Yeah. From the smallest of trucks Which to are the always biggest. grumpy. Like, the, the trucks seem to know what their, their yeah. disposition the in trucks their are existence. Assholes. Oh, yeah. They're horrible, actually. But when you were describing this thing where he was on a boat, I just imagined, like, a speedboat with a face and, like, Thomas on the back. And as they're going, the, like going over the waves, like, Thomas is going, oh, oh. And they're both going, shut up, Thomas. Mm. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> And then Thomas the Tank Engine had to change his pants. <laughs> he released his load yes, of no. coal into the sky. He had pants, even though he was a train. <laughs> Funny Ringo. Uh, making too many doobies, that guy, if you ask me. <laughs> he needs to straighten up and fly right if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, a few less yellow submarines, if you know what I'm saying. Is, this, is that what you call them now, eh, Robbie? How kids, do you know what you call that's them, what the Robbie? Kids, that's what the kids call them. <laughs> That's what I found out from my anti-drug literature that I write and read constantly. Constantly. I write it and then I read it and learn a lot. <laughs> oh God, so many things I could say right now, but I won't. I hate drugs. <laughs> you are the guy who created the idea of not having drugs. That's right. You know, Nancy, I gave Nancy Reagan the idea. I said to her, hey, Nancy, just say no. And she said, that's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant, Robert. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She said thank you to me. And then she gave me a big medal, which I still have, but I won't show you it. <laughs> I can't show you it. It's illegal. This was made of LSD and she was made of LSD yeah. and everything was LSD. Also, my it? dad worked for Nintendo. <laughs> I, can't t- I can't prove that either, but it's true. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> damn it. As someone who has known your dad nigh on 30 years, mm-hmm. I can say for a fact that he doesn't know what a video game is, look, was, or ever will be. Don't you, don't you ever... <laughs> Doubt my 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 relationship with Nance. We're like this. She's still alive. No, she's dead. We're still like this. <laughs> then that's very disturbing. We're spiritually like this every night in my dreams. Should I hope she's dead? Because if not, I'm going to look like an asshole. No, wait. Okay, that came out wrong. <laughs> we should just we should just stop talking. I we think. probably should. The other things that I got were <laughs> just ignore my advice. All right, fine. Go on, keep talking. Okay. Um. <clears throat> 
other games I got were Magic Sword for Super Famicom. That's a good game. It is a good game. Mm. I never really... Like, the Super Famicom Super Nintendo version, I've never really given it a a good go. Mm. I got into it and went... I took a bit of a chance on it because Mm. it was like 2,500 yen, which is 25 bucks in Australia. It's pretty expensive. Mm, Yeah, and I kind of went... When I bought it, I went, oh, it's Capcom, and it looks really good, and it's got great reviews online. Mm -hmm. And it came boxed. I wasn't really expecting that. Like no. they gave me a box copy when I took the res- like the like the little case to say that it's too expensive to have out here on the shelf. Mm. They gave me the actual box and I went, "Oh, it comes box. That's that's nice." Uh-huh. So I've got a box copy of of Magic Sword and then cool. I played it. I had a fucking excellent time with it. It's a yeah, great game. That's, that's your kind of a game because it's like you just you just kill a lot of things yeah. and like money falls out of them and you get the money yeah. and it's good. That, that's basically and you me. can get a ninja and you can get a samurai. And yeah, you can get a the ninja's and you can awesome. Get a, you can get a like lady that heals you, and you can get a yeah, I don't know, and it's not too complicated. Or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I also got um, the MSX, uh, which is a Japanese computer, well, predominantly Japan Japanese computer mm-hmm. um, collection for PlayStation One volumes one and two, and it was all Konami stuff. Nice. Okay. So before Konami did NES stuff, or during Konami doing NES stuff. They did a lot of stuff for the MSX computer as well. I mean, that's the original Metal Gear was MSX. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So I've got a collection of, of those that I just love collections. Mm. Like I just love compilation discs of stuff. And I think that's kind of where my collection, my collecting is heading a lot these days. Right. Is just, I love these old collections stuff. I have all of the Namco museums and there's some real hidden gems in there. Oops, sorry. There's my some... phone going off in the middle of the podcast. That's, yeah, no, that's all right. This is streamer nonsense. There's no, there's no a- rules. Anything can happen. And it does. Um, the other couple of things I thought I'd mention briefly, because, mm-hmm. you know, I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone else does too, so it's okay. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a narcissist would think, and that's what I think. <laughs> um, I'm an enabler. <laughs> so I got, I got a whole bunch of new followers on Twitter. Uh-huh. That's good. You, How, yeah. Wait. How did you get new followers? So, what did you do? <laughs> no, okay. So I was going to make a whole bunch of jokes. But, but basically what happened was whenever I'm overseas in Japan, mm-hmm. I like take a whole bunch of pictures during the day. And then I don't usually live tweet them because like I'm too busy like looking through the stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like too busy at the time. Mm-hmm. So I live tweet them out at night and then kind of retweet them again in the morning when the <coughs> Americans are up and stuff like that. Sure. And then a whole bunch of retro gaming people pick me up. Right. And then retweet me and say, oh my God, this is great. And I play like a giant Space Invader game. Yes. Which I showed you the video of. Yeah, like, it's basically awesome. like a you're in a cockpit and you're shooting at a giant LED screen mm. of Space Invaders. So it's kind of like Pac Man Championship Edition. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, but with Space Invaders. Because they move a lot faster than they do in the real game. Yeah. And there's a lot more of them. And there's big ones and little ones. And yeah. Yeah, and that, they, they do different things. It was a lot of fun. Mm. I had, like, I got up to stage three of that game cool and i was i was just like having a blast like a literal blast because that's what the thing is called i think it's called a blaster okay and it's two players as well you can actually have two players oh, right. um and i just had a great time with it and i and uh, maria videoed it and i put it out there and i got quite a lot of views like over 2000 or something like yeah, that yeah. which for me is a lot that is a lot and, uh, you know, and people started following me and stuff like that. And I was tweeting out some, some of the retro gaming stuff and some of the arcade stuff that I was finding, even though I wasn't buying a lot of it. Like, mm. I was still, like, tweeting it out and saying, oh, my God, look at all this stuff you can buy. 
I gained like, I don't know, 75, 100 followers or something like that. And I, then I, I, I always get this thing where I come back to Australia and go, and now my life is boring again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm not in Japan anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to hear me say, oh, here's the podcast. Here's the Daily Lum where I talk about Lum. And I might occasionally say, oh, this magic sword thing, that's pretty good. Yeah. There's going to be a, a bit of bit of a letdown for a lot of people, I think. That happens though, doesn't it? Like I find that when... You know, you get a lot of followers because you do like a, one really good tweet that takes off, and you're like, yeah. and you're Ooh, like, you know, like most of the time, of- I don't. My quality level is not that high. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Or in my case, it was like it was like a steady stream of like there was good stuff going on, and I was like taking pictures of some pretty rare stuff sometimes, mm. you know, mm. and you know. People thought, oh, this is a guy who lives in Japan and takes a bunch of photos of Japan stuff, and it's yeah. like, it's like mm. for about one month out of every year when I'm not in, trapped in Guma. Yeah, sure, that's what I do. It's exactly what I do. But there, uh, there might be a savior on the horizon mm-hmm. for my Twitter account. Oh, okay. And I showed you him today. Mm. His name is Uncle Snapsnap. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, the latest craze. <laughs> Viral videos of Uncle Snap Snap. <laughs> Uncle Snap Snap is not that popular. I'm mm-hmm. sure when when you get a view on Twitter, it means that someone has seen your video for a message and they haven't turned automatic videos off or something like that. I, I suspect that might be the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, nevertheless, Uncle Snap Snap has gained a very very small. But some would say cult following. <laughs> That's right. It's a niche. It's a niche following. It is a niche following. But they're passionate. So when I was in Yokohama, we went to the shops, uh, our shopping center in like near Yokohama Station, and we saw some cool stuff. I got a really cool um, 3DS game there, which had a whole bunch of Sega classics on it in nice. 3D. Okay. Um, I'll talk about that another day. Uh, but one of the first shops we went to was just like a shop that had everything for like 750 yen or something like that. Wow. Okay. And they had a whole bunch of mittens out the front. And we thought, <laughs> it's pretty fucking cold here at the moment, mittens. Mm-hmm. But they were shaped like animals. Nice. And Maria got a pair of mittens shaped like a tiger. <laughs> they were too <laughs> small for me, uh, unfortunately, because I like tigers. Uh-huh. But then they had this actually quite large pair of alligator or crocodile, and I like to think they're crocodile mm-hmm. mittens. <laughs> and on a whim, Maria, who doesn't usually buy purchases like this, just mm. kind of went, oh, I've got to get these for both of us. So she got the tiger ones and I got the, um, I got the, the crocodile ones. Sure. And it's just, it's just, it looks like a crocodile puppet, which was its it first does. mistake. Yeah. It looks a heck of a lot like a, it is. It basically is a crocodile yeah, puppet. But it's actually, it's actually made of wool. So it's quite warm when you're in cold climate. So I did actually use it for its intended purpose mm. a couple of times <laughs> the rest of the purpose though was me holding my camera up while i was looking at the retro gaming pickups mm-hmm. and i decided to call him uncle snap snap mm-hmm. that's what crocodiles do they go snap snap they go snap snap and mm-hmm. i just used a really awkward australian accent the like, g'day <laughs> i'm uncle snap snap and we're gonna talk about today's retro gaming pickups and what he'd do is he'd mm-hmm. put things into the oh it's gonna be in the good pile Oh, that's going to be in the shit pile. <laughs> and then, you know, he'd also talk... You find out things about Uncle Snap Snap going on, like the fact that he's perpetually horny. And, well, I've only got one testicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also really likes um, shooter games. He, yeah, he does. Doesn't, he doesn't loves... Like... I, I got Raiden. <laughs> yep. I got Raiden for PS1, and I love oh, that game in the exciting. arcade. That is yeah. kind of exciting for me. So I, I have that now. I just need to wait for it to get here in a shipping crate. Mm-hmm. 
along with the other things I've talked about today because I shipped it all over via sea mail. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take like two months for it to get here. Over the ocean blue. Yep, but I got Uncle Snap Snap and he was mildly popular while I was over there and now that I'm back in Australia, I don't know what to do with him. Because <laughs> like, I'm not getting like regular gaming pickups so I've got to kind of go through my collection and say good pile, shit pile or something, I don't know. Yes, keep the momentum going. I wonder, I think, yeah, you do have a lot of material here that you can work with. I do. Um... The other disturbing thing is that with Uncle Snap Snap, my daughter May was frightened of him at first. <laughs> like, he just freaked out. Like, going, why is, why is like, a new voice coming out of Daddy? And why is, like, this big green and red thing <laughs> snapping at my face? Um, and she freaked out at first. And I thought, oh, you know what? This could be used to my advantage. Yeah. This could be used to, to scare her into not doing stupid things all the time, mm-hmm. which is what toddlers do. Yes, they do. They really do. And then about when, when literally when Mar- Maria and I were talking about this, like in kind of like, like this, and like I was like going, ha ha, Uncle Snap. And she goes, Uncle Snap, Snap. And then took the mitten off me and put it on her own and went, Uncle Snap, 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 Snap. <laughs> She's no longer afraid of the mittens. Damn it. Damn it. You gotta find a new thing to terrify her with. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you see, it sounds like we're bad parents, and it's true. <laughs> but it's also really good to ter- have some sort of backup. Sometimes look, your child has to fear something. Otherwise, what are you going to discipline them with? Well, look, with my child, it's like her running out onto the road randomly mm, mm. and not seeing a car. Yes, which is a bit more of a. A fear than most, I suppose. Yeah, like yeah, I think every parent has that fear, but yeah. with you, it's like a heightened concern. It is a bit of a heightened concern. Yeah. That she runs towards bright light, so it is, it is good to have something. It's like to, a moth, basically. Yeah, yeah. She's Tiny, a moth. She's a moth. She's a giant moth. <laughs> Tiny moth. Medium-sized moth. She's like a mothra. <laughs> I have actually started calling like her her nickname, mm-hmm. Blinky Bill. And I'm not sure whether that's an appropriate nickname for a um, just like a blind kid. Very not PC, but that's probably on brand for our podcast. So. It is, but I've but okay. So Blinky Bill is a koala mm-hmm. from like uh, classic Australian literature. Yes, like a children's literature. Blinky Bill is a mischievous koala, and yes. I think that's where the name came from. But mm-hmm. calling her Blinky when she has a sight impairment is also kind of funny. What do I call my What do I call my kid? Silly things. Just monkey, I suppose, a lot of the time. Chocolate face. Chocolate face. Because <laughs> she often that, has chocolate That sounds face. even more... That sounds worse than, like, Blinky Bill. Just, she just usually just has, like, a face covered in chocolate when I'm with her. Because I feed her terrible food. I'm a bad parent. All right, sue me. I like the way She's she learning talks. bad eating habits from her father. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn it from somewhere, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, Someone's going to teach them this stuff. Chips. And chocolate and ice cream. These are important lessons for children to learn. Man, now I'm hungry. <laughs> it's my three three food groups. So, do you actually have any games you want to play this year? Like, is there, is there anything on the on the, on the Rob Horizon on the video game? Do you even want to get like a new console or anything like that, or upgrade Not your PC? Necessarily. I went through this phase earlier where I was like really upset with my PS4, and I thought I needed to get a new one. But I think that's mainly just it overheating when I leave it in the. TV unit which is not well ventilated uh, okay. um, I, I wasn't even 100% sure that you were going to get a new one I just thought you were going to get rid of the old one mm. that seemed to be your attitude for a little while I was like yeah don't play it I'm going to get rid of it well I think that was the case until like you get these occasional you get these occasional uh, exclusives like uh, Uncharted and mm. Red Dead for now although I think that is coming to PC eventually um, that'll be a first that are 
you know, really fun. Hmm. Um, and I do, as much as I am kind of, I lean towards the strategy games and things like that, those games take a lot of time. And what I found with playing Uncharted was it was really fun because it was like just a great experience, very beautiful and sort of like exciting. But it was like a limited thing that I could finish and put away and get back to my life. And I worry slash expect that that's going to be the kind of game that I gravitate more towards as I get older and have less time and things like that. And, And those console games tend to fit the bill with that a bit more. But PC yeah. games, often like the PC games, especially ones that I like, are ones that it's like, do you have a year? You know, <laughs> do you have 200 hours that you'd like to spend on this game? Um, this game is called Civilization. It'll be over real quick, but don't worry, it'll start again and again and again and yeah. again and again. Look, I could say a lot of things about Civilization ending right now. But, <laughs> uh Look, there are elections coming up in America, and we'll see what happens. Um, That's not for another two years. <laughs> Damn it! Hurry up, elections. I mean, it's fine. I'm not. I'm apolitical. I love all the parties. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I do have some games that I'm sort of tentatively interested in. I suppose there's. I don't know. I might get back into the whole Dragon Age thing. That seems to be... People are interested in that these days. I don't know, though. I never... The other games haven't inspired me too much. Um, Maybe you just need to get back into gaming culture a little bit. I think what I want to do is... As cynical as it is, there is like a certain... I've been listening to more Giant Bomb again, which has been fun. Oh, yeah. And Mm. I think what I really want to get into is probably something a bit more discreet and short and maybe indie in flavor. Yeah. You know, like... Metroidvania is very, very popular at the moment. This is not a 2019 game. Um, I can't even think of the name of it now. Oh, well, never mind. There's a few games that came out last year that I'm interested in in checking out, I suppose. But I really do want to play something that came out this year. (laughs) Just because I'm so conscious that last year was not that at all. Um, I have good intentions to keep playing games, let's say. Yeah, that's good. It's it's good to have goals. And I think the more I think about it, the more I, I... it's a part of my life and the part of my like outlook that is important to me, I suppose, on some level to be, if not like, you know, the most hardcore gamer in the world to at least kind of keep my hand in a bit. Yeah. You know, so I'm curious to see what's out there and I don't know. That's why we game life balance because yeah. we don't, we don't always have a lot of ga- time for games. The one game I did play, I actually took my Vita with me. Like oh, yeah. I was having that discussion with you last time. It's like, oh, am I going to take my Switch or my Vita? It's probably going to be my Vita. It was my Vita. I did play a little bit of it. I did mm-hmm. actually get like a game, a terrible 100 yen Vita game mm-hmm. about... It was a fighting game. It was just all girls. Uh-huh. I knew it was going to be terrible. Sexy but I, Fire 2. Love Max 3, I think it was called or something mm-hmm. like that. It was terrible, but it was kind of like cheesy fun for a little while. Sure. For 100 yen, what are you going to do? You know, that's like what the cost of like playing an arcade game so sure yeah you're gonna get more than a dollar's worth of yeah. fun out of that and uh i did however play super smash brothers ultimate oh, okay. at elchon's place cool did you and like it here's the thing i always think i like smash brothers <laughs> and then i buy smash brothers mm-hmm. and then i'm terrible at it and can't unlock all the characters it's like me with street fighter basically yeah yeah and and I didn't fall for it this time. I said, no, I'm not going to buy Smash Brothers Ultimate. I don't have the time to unlock all of these characters because there's like 80 of them now or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I played Smash Brothers Ultimate 
on Elchan's system, mm-hmm. who has, of course, already unlocked all the characters. Of course. And I had a great time. It was a fantastic time. Maybe that's the ideal way to play, to play um, Smash Brothers Smash is Brothers when is everything's unlocked. With someone else who's, yeah. who likes the game more than you. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, I, I played a couple of characters and I realized something. Like, I played Daisy because I sometimes have a bit of a thing for Daisy. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's, <laughs> who doesn't, right? Well, she's new to uh, Smash Brothers. So I mm. thought I'd try her out because I used to sometimes like playing as Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I noticed is that I, like there are 80 characters. There are so many new ones, so many old ones. And I just always gravitate back to the robotic operating buddy, <laughs> Rob, the Famicom robot. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, he looks kind of like Johnny Five. He does. <laughs> like, he does. He does look a bit, Great name as well. Yeah. Confront the name. Uh, well, I mean, I always... See, as soon as I get my hands on this character, you can change their appearance. I always change right. it to the Famicom robot appearance, uh, like not okay. the Rob one, because I think the Rob... The, like, the name Rob is kind of lame. <laughs> so... Just associate it with a lot of bad people. <laughs> well, one in particular. Yeah. Um, but I, I just learned that I'm always probably going to main rob in these things because he's got like a laser projectile and he looks like johnny five and uh-huh. he looks just kind of cute spinning around and stuff like that so <laughs> rob's your main well what's yeah his, what's his name in famicom world it's just, it's like- just it, no it's literally famicom robot okay okay famicom or oh, family computer roboto okay yeah i have that i don't have the nes i don't have rob i have famicom robot i have the box as well and I repaired it and I used it for a while and that thing is so stupid but I kind of love it I love the colour scheme as well and we actually had an idea at one stage we were going to put Rob or Famicom Robot we were going to call him slash her Famichan and he was going to like be a puppet in that's right I remember in Bit Seizure like with a little skirt and sailor suit like a Japanese schoolgirl, he was going to pop up from time to time. But um, <laughs> can we have, also have ideas for the robot Pope as well? There was a robot Pope idea, and he became Mar- I think he morphed into Mafia Pope on this podcast. That's right. Look, we're we're interested in the Pope, not for the reasons that the papacy might want us to be interested. <laughs> we're big supporters, big fans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah big fans. I love that. I love that Pepe guy, Pope. Anyway, um, Pepe the Pope. Pepe the Pope. I'm not going to buy Smash Brothers Ultimate. But I'm not going to lie, I was kind of sorely tempted after playing it because I had a lot of fun. But that was after everything was already unlocked and I was playing with someone else. Mm. Fair enough. But I'm kind of tempted. Shut your face. <laughs> There's not a lot out there on the Switch right now. You know, I, can, I can't blame you for getting a bit of ants in your pants over it, you know. Um... See, I kind of switched my focus from the Switch to the a PSVR hmm. in a lot of ways. And I love the Switch. Like, it's got a lot of great games on it. And it's mm. got a lot of indie titles as well that are great on the go but i just i'm not on the go that much no it's funny how like you think oh this will be great i'll use it on the public transport that i'm always on and then you're like wait a minute i don't actually take that yeah much. i don't take public transport and i don't like playing games at work because it's people always come up to you and go oh what are you playing what's that mm. what's what how does this work what's going on it's like ah, mm. no go away <laughs> and plus it's actually good to go out and get exercise at work so that is true that is true that's some actual good life advice from AC and Rob. Stop playing video games and fucking walk, you fat bastard. Okay, I will. No, oh, you're talking to the audience. I'm talking right? to the audience, yeah. Because yeah. who I assume are all fat bastards that don't, <laughs> that don't walk. We actually have... I've heard... We have listeners from all over the world. I've, yeah. I hear from them occasionally on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because 
they're actually pretty good, active people a mm-hmm. lot of the time. We have listeners in a, in a lot of interesting countries, actually. I, I would wager that a lot of our listeners are better people than you and I, I see. I would wager that the overwhelming majority of them and the Gunner Geek Network. Ah, thank you, AC, for your br- brilliant segue that for once, I'm actually prepared for. Damn it. <laughs> I always like to catch you out on this shit. That's right. I, I mean, when I say shit, I mean the obvious good quality of the Gunner Geek Network. <laughs> Look, it's nothing but good quality on the Gunner Geek Network. Including the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, AC. That's an old favourite. It's a podcast you may have heard of. They do good stuff. They're putting out quality episodes a lot. I think that's why I keep talking about them. Because they're just, you know, the cream rises to the surface. It, it, in this case, it actually does. Like That's actually a pretty good podcast. And on ATGN episode 344. Uh, wow, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of episodes. That's, uh, that's a weekly podcast there. Uh, and the episode name is I'm Doing Four. And the description reads thusly, despite the snow and ice... It's like a threesome plus one. Excuse me, you're interrupting my... <laughs> Sorry, you're so... I'm reading the copy here. I'm, I'm, you know. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'm a Shakespearean actor. I demand respect. Uh, despite the snow and ice, the crew is back with the latest geeky happenings. Willie has the details on who Netflix considers their biggest competitor. Note, it's not HBO. Ooh. Chris has the details on comic book artist legend. It's probably like George Hub Perez. or something like that. Apparently George Perez is retiring. Hmm. And Anthony geeks out over the new Mortal Kombat game reveal. That's oh, right. There's a new Mortal Kombat coming out. Well, we all saw it coming, but the trailer's pretty interesting. You know, I haven't played Mortal Kombat for a long time. But you know what I like watching? videos of people playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'm not great at Mortal Kombat and I've never really got into it. Like, I love the way it looked, but I was always terrible at it. I love watching people, like, get punched in the liver and the liver explodes and then the brain gets busted out the side of their head and the, you know, spine falls out of their butt or whatever and it's good fun. Spine falls out of their butt. Uh, So that's good times. Uh, On top of that, Hmm. AC, the boys find a few minutes to talk about the big movie trailers that dropped this last week. Well, that sounds pretty exciting. I love movie trailers, and you love them too. So why the fuck not listen to the ATG, the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast? God damn it, Rob. All Things Good and Nerdy is actually a legitimately good podcast. It is a good podcast, I assume. Uh-huh. And you can listen to it on the Gun Geek. I do actually listen to that podcast, damn it. You can listen to it on the Gun and Geek Network, which is at Gun and Geek. Dot com. It's a very easy URL. Unlike our URL, AC, which is GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. We couldn't get a .au one because you needed an ABN for that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. What, what wait we, a minute. What are we looking at? People that make money? People that, that make money out of their podcast? I make a massive loss on this podcast. And that's just by feeding you alcohol. That's right. <laughs> so this has been... Uh, Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should really check out our sister show in America because they're back. They're back, baby. And they've got back, baby, back, back, back. And <laughs> they baby, do they? Something, I don't know. I'm assuming that... Even white boys got to shout. <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that actual lyrics that it I did? did? Because that was actually yes. really random. Yes. No, it is. Look, look dude. If you were a real cool guy that likes butts, you would know that... Is this Vanilla Ice? Was I accidentally quoting Vanilla Ice? No, you weren't quoting Vanilla Ice. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> okay. It's all oh, right. Oh, thank God. You're okay. 
you've, you've escaped that fate. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't say the words ice, ice baby, so I think I'm safe. Yeah, that's right. All right, yeah. Give them a listen because they're back and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Rob said, find us on the internets at mm-hmm. Australia.com. And I am... At ProdTally on Twitter, and I tweet pretty regularly. And whenever anything happens that's remotely gaming related, all I'm related mm-hmm. in my life, I'll tweet about it. Trust me. So do check all that good stuff out. We do appreciate you listening to our show. This was a, this is a bit of a two-hour episode. This we one, had a lot to talk about. AC. It turns out, despite the fact that I've played zero games and done very little other than a whole lot of stuff that's not relevant to this podcast, uh, we've managed to really stretch this one out. We did. Yeah. It was fun. It was, it was a good first episode back, mm-hmm. and now you can look forward to our system review of the uh, the Golden Turd, sorry, Golden Famicom mm-hmm. mini classic edition, Dragon Ball Z Sucks. Mm-hmm.